Oh, you're now listening to the franchise episode number 206. I am your co-host with the co-most, Daniel Ehrenberg, the D train, but train as in like, you know, like a you're you're wearing a really elegant dress. You know what that, I mean? It's got like a long good. thing coming behind you. That's you're correct. walking down that, an aisle. Yeah, that's correct. You have you have people serving you things and, on, and wanting on you, plates on big and trays, want, wanting you wanting you to bless them. Yeah, you know, and they want us to do that dance where we put our hands against each other and turn the volta. around. The volta. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. That's actually what it's called? I remember in the How movie. How do you know they, that? Because they keep saying it in the movie like 50 times. A volta. Do I, a volta. I D-O-L-T-A. Didn't, I didn't notice. I watched it with subtitles. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either that or Queen Elizabeth is a fan of Mars Volta, and I didn't think that was what it was. That's so. right. Elizabeth the Mute. That's what they called her. That's right. Elizabeth the Mute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm uh, H Crown mm-hmm. over here. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> and Dan got the uh, right, the number right, episode two hundred six. That's right. Uh, well done. Uh, yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing some actual movies this week. So it's been like five films. weeks. Films. We're doing films. Yeah, it's been five weeks or so. And we're uh, we're ready to cover some motion pictures as opposed pictures. to the straight to video trash that we've been doing for the past few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We're out from under the thumb of Kyle Padovano. We are. And we are are able to talk about movies we want to. Of course, next week we're back to the horror trenches (laughs) with another fucking Patreon thing. (laughs) We don't get a lot of respite anymore on this show, so... These were like, I, I got to tell you, I savored the enjoyment of whether the movie's good or not of a movie like this didn't even matter to me. <laughs> These aren't even that good. It I was just care. like, it was just didn't like, look, care. look, they, yep. they thought about what lenses they were going to use. <laughs> I was savoring every minute. I, I was just like, oh, if only every week could be like this. Looks like some uh, research went into this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, look at the costumes. My goodness. What a trestle. It looks like they held, say, auditions and then chose the best actors that showed up at the auditions. They, I think they did do that, which was uh, that was an interesting thing. That that helps, through. man. And you know what? <laughs> they looked outside of one province in Canada. <laughs> the, you know what else this movie had? They had a location scout. Which is sometimes Probably. good to hire. That's, yeah. that's good to hire. They, they had, had a, a line producer. They had a boom guy. The sound was decent, you know. That's uh, right. The boom guy never hit anybody in the head during <laughs> filming. What's that great part of living in oblivion when Les is holding the boom? And it <laughs> just appears. Yeah. You're in the frame. Yeah. The frame, the frame keep changing. <laughs> That's so good, man. Oh, Henry. Yes, today we're talking about Elizabeth from 1998 and Elizabeth the Golden Age. Uh, two great Queen Elizabeth movies. Um, I think there was supposed to be a third, but maybe we're not doing that anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I, I could see it. All right. Well, it ends with, like, you know, both of these movies. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it more, but they both end with like, and now that all the hard times are gone, England <laughs> entered a period of of great prosperity. prosperity. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And then like you get to the next movie and it's like, well, things were shit again. 
<laughs> I had that same thought. That's so funny. I had the exact same thought because I'd never seen the second one. Right? Me neither. You okay? But you had seen the first. Correct. One. Me too. Only once. So, had you only seen it only once? Yep. Right wow. when it came out. To me too. Mm-hmm. All right. So same exact boat for both of us. But yeah, that was hilarious. I thought the same thing. I was like, boy, wait, that. Uh... That was a little bit of a cliffhanging misleader there. I mean, a little misnomer on the ending of that period. You know, uh, it, you know, it really is. It's like a, a high school TV show when it's like yeah. at the end of the season, it's like everything's all right. And yeah. then it's like, all right. And then the next season finale, of course, they always cut past the summer because yeah. it airs in September. And it's like, I'll tell you, some shit went down this summer. Everybody <laughs> broke up. But you're not going to see it. Look, empires were lost, kings were swapped, queens were made. Uh, a lot happened in between these movies, including nine years of, uh, you know, uninterrupted prosperity, apparently. <laughs> and no fucking whatsoever. We don't really, we also don't really know. I mean, we'll talk about it too, but like, I, don't, I, I could have done, I, I did look up some of this stuff because I knew these movies were fucking full of. I, I super didn't care. Yeah, see, I did, I was interested, but I stopped caring because I caught myself and I said, wait a minute, you don't do this stuff with periods that you're not that interested in. So I was just like, eh, I don't care. Elizabeth was also sort of like a new thing in terms of, uh, honestly, that year was like Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love. And like up to that point, I feel like period pieces from this era were very sort of dull and and yes. and serious minded and they and were self serious stayed is a good word yeah um, ivory merchant stuff mer- merchant ivory right <laughs> but the poacher in africa that's why they didn't go the other way they couldn't be the ivory merchant <laughs> all right uh, but like what i'm You're saying right. i feel like there was like a slow evolution into like these Elizabethan period pieces becoming more and more soapy. Where mm. like in the mm. in the 80s and 90s you had like Amadeus which isn't Elizabethan but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and uh The Madness of King George which like yeah. you injected some sort of like wacky comedy into these more serious period pieces. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love were the beginning of something different. Where now we're doing every scene is short and we're focusing on the the sex and 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 the scandal. Interesting. And I I feel like this was the start of that that eventually led to things like the Tudors and Downton Abbey. And, uh, and I I think you're right. I uh, I didn't I definitely thought it was like a sea change, but I didn't think of it in those terms. I think you're absolutely right. I was thinking I didn't think about what it started, which you just encapsulated. And I think you're you're totally right. I thought about what it ended. I thought about it definitely was I remember when it came out, I was about 20 and I remember it was like, oh, this looks like much more um, uh, in your face. It didn't than... look that way, though. Well, no, no, no. But I think it I thought it did at the time. Like, Once it, you it saw did... it, it did. But like, I mean, like I remember going into this movie thinking it was going to be super boring. Oh, well, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it right. But I guess what I mean is also visually. Visually it marks a turning point for it's me. It's colorful. Yeah, because like pre pre this, it was a lot of stuff like the the um merchant ivory things. 
and of that ilk, they were very much like grays and blues. And they were very, maybe more, maybe more, I hate to use the word more literate, but they were more concerned with like the books they were on based on like room with a view. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas this was just like really about a lot of spectacle. I think the crown is actually a good balance like the, of the Downton Abbey soap and like the well-researched like history. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, I've I've seen the crown. I'm not a fan, but I I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that uh, Elizabeth is strongest both movies when they don't focus on the soap. I I, I think it's it's I think they actually do a little better uh, on the more grander stories. Well, I gotta but... tell you, I'm between two grades on both of these movies, and, Interesting, and yeah. the conversation's gonna really help me decide. Okay, I I have my grades. Uh, pretty set. Um, I feel pretty good about them. But uh, yeah, all right. I, my li- my grades are live this week, baby. Wow, that that rarely happens. I know. That's rare. I, all right, I'm intrigued. So, yeah. I, I, Elizabeth, I remember when I first heard about it. It was, mm-hmm. and it was when the Oscars were announced. Like, I super yeah, didn't yeah. care before the Oscars. And then this got, like, a bunch of sort of surprise Oscar <clears throat> nominations. And uh, and it was weird. And right at the start of that, and, and like, no, I nobody knew what to expect from this movie because, like, it kind of came out of nowhere but already yes. packaged as being like this Oscar movie. Definitely, definitely. But it was yeah. directed by this Indian guy, Shekhar Kapoor, who like had never done anything before, at least feature-length films in America. Right. And so like he was an unknown commodity. And you had Kate Blanchett, who I'd heard of from like Oscar and Lucinda. Yeah, that's it. But that was it, man. And yeah. and she sort of just emerged. She was the star of the movie. The poster for Elizabeth was just a fucking picture of her. And it was yeah. like, who the fuck is this? It was like yeah. they were branding her like, hey, by the way, she's a star. She's gonna win some Oscars and get ready. This is this is Kate smart. Blanchett. It, you are right. It, it, it's not an introducing Kate Blanchett situation. No, you're right. But this was introducing fucking Kate Blanchett. I had the same thought. I mean, I, I barely knew who she was before this. I remember Oscar and Lucinda coming out for some reason, and uh, I didn't see it. Um, but uh, I remember her from that. But other than that, at, at the time, she's so fucking famous now, and we've seen her in a million movies. It's hard to remember when she was like, no one because she never really was it's like she was no one and then she (laughs) showed up and she was kate fucking blanchett yeah it's true you're right you're right well that's i guess what happens when your you know second or third movie lands oscar noms all over the board right and you're a great actress so you can back it up exactly she had the fucking goods so like Yeah, yeah after elizabeth she did a couple of supporting roles in things like talented mr ripley and then they were like no fuck that she's a star <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah. totally yeah yeah but uh yeah that was um I, I didn't see Elizabeth in the theaters, but I saw it on video yeah, short, short, shortly after, and I believe before the Oscars, and um, so I was ready for those. Uh, Me those too. I, I think I had seen all five by the time the Oscars happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well it was Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line, Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth, and Life is Beautiful. That got one I for think. that. Yeah, that. I think you're right. Yeah. Right. And Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture, and Spielberg won Best Director. Right, that was the year Harv. Harv really yeah, right. went to bat for his movie. 
Yeah, so both Elizabeth and the Thin Red Line were totally given the shaft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Thin Red Line was like surprise nom anyway. I think like that movie's reward was the nominations. I guess. I mean, Terry. I mean, Malick not that that's what it deserved. But... No, 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 no. Yeah, Don't say yeah. Terry Malick doesn't give a shit because I remember when The Tree of Life got nominated for a lot of stuff. Like Terrence Malick was like, "What? People like me." <laughs> <laughs> he like perked up. He was like, I think I'll make seven more movies now. He was on his Texas ranch. How did he hear by telegraph? I mean, how does he get information out there? You know? Yeah. They uh they contact him through his earpiece, uh, you know, behind his beard and his hat. Cause, yeah, cause <laughs> from that one out, picture. In, yeah, he's out in the Texas Hill Country, you know, he can't get any reception out there. No phone lines or anything. Is that where he lives? Uh, yeah, I mean he's a Texan. I, I think he lives out there. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I know. I, I feel like I don't. I maybe I thought he was British or something. I don't oh, know. I get it. I I've actually when I first got into Terrence Malick, I had no doubt in my mind he was a Brit, no doubt. And then when I like really got interested in him and like after Thin Red Line, I was like, this guy's from fucking Texas. <laughs> like that Texas makes... has some great filmmakers down there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was cra- Linklater was country. Yeah, yeah. I, I full confession, Mike. When I was a kid, I always thought Stanley Kubrick was British. He's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm being serious. You can't be. be what? You're being serious? No, no. Stanley I Kubrick. no. I I knew it. I knew it. I I was being serious though. I didn't remember exactly. But now I remember. No, I remember now the whole thing we were talking about with him, like contacting Arthur C. Clarke and shit during two thousand one. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I guess you're not a you're not a Kubrick nut job like me. Yeah, so, I like yeah. his movies. You've read, you've like seen films by yeah, his daughter about, his about him and shit. Yeah, you I watched a about documentary his about his cameraman <laughs> and his car man. Yeah, no, no. He's from the Bronx, and he's a yeah, he's a Jewish guy from the Bronx, and he moved to England. After like 2001 and never came back, basically. All right, let's let's so, talk Blanchett, bro. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about here. Yeah, well, well, you want to rank her first? Let's let's I, I we're do. gonna go through Kate's career. Let's do the it. CC. And uh, uh, I have seen 32 Kate Blanchett films. I have also seen 32. What an amazing coincidence! That's crazy. Let's that... count them down, baby. Jesus Christ! All right, order up. Um, I guess. I yeah. Know. What up? Believe me, I'm sure I have like 300 theme songs I have to play this episode. You so, do. Uh, you really yeah. do. Get them ready. I already have it ready. Uh, please do the uh, Oscar one first, just uh, FYI. Fine. That. Thank you very much. All right. So um, number 32, um, I wanted to really put something else last, but I couldn't do that because this, this uh, needed to be last. Oh, my God. It's going to be what I have. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Lord of the Rings three. <laughs> okay, uh, it's not that's not what I have last, but it's close. Return of the King. Return of Is the that... King. Yeah. 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 Okay. Speaking of Terrence Malick, um, he made one movie that is that I found to be almost unwatchable, and that was my number thirty-two, Knight of Cups. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a very bad movie, but I think there's one with her. And him directing that's worse. So um, I think Knight of Cups is worse than that movie. All right. Disagree. I think they're both terrible. But I think Knight I think one's a one and one's a two, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. 
Interesting. All right, number 31, Lord of the Rings, the first one. Uh, my number 31 is Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Oh, people are nice. going to fucking hate us. Right. Whatever, no, I'm, I'm off Twitter. Yeah, oh, were you get banned again? No, I deleted it. You deleted it? Yep. Why? Ah, sick of it. <laughs> How long are you going to be off there? It's been a few days, and I feel good about it still. Do you? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't. I don't need that din infecting my brain yeah, every day. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's good for you. Good for you. All right. Number I'm, thirty. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thanks, bro. Number thirty-one. Uh, no, sorry. Number thirty then. Number thirty. All right, we're done. Lord of the Rings to the Two Towers. God, you just went back to back. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no point. I was going to separate them, but I feel the same way pretty much. And two is the best. The I, I agree. I have two yeah. of the highest. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to fuck around. All right, I mean, but I feel like she's been in a couple of worse movies than those Lord of the Rings. Well, I think you're right. But I okay. I, you wanted I, it, them in last place. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, well, don't worry. We're getting to the worst movie she's ever been in right away next. Well, shouldn't so. her, the worst movie she's ever been in be in last place? It is. They are. Uh, the, I, I should rephrase the worst standalone non-franchise right, movie. Fine. Yes. Well, my number thirty is a franchise movie, Henry, and we've covered it. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Nice. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty pretty low on mine too. Uh, yeah, because you know, also Lord of the Rings is just. I mean, she, the the fact that she's associated with that at all is so. Disappointing. That's a classy thing to be associated with, Henry. <laughs> Yeah. All the actors that have come out of that are classy as hell, man. Yeah, Sean Astin, Elijah Wood, all the greats. They are, they are very classy. That's yeah. a good point. That guy from Lost, <coughs> Jonathan yeah. Reese Davies, Hugo Weaving, Sean Bean, Ian McKellen. No, no, now you're naming good people. The game was to name the right, shitty right. ones. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't think of any more. You, uh, could, you like can't think the, of any more shitty ones? In that movie? There's yeah. like 64 actors in that I know. Film. I can't yeah, remember any of them. All, man. No. Um, all right. So Lord of the Rings 2 is number 30. What's your 30? Did you say your 30? Crystal Skull. What's your 29? 29. It's the worst movie. I saw this in the theaters, and uh, this is an unwatchable piece of shit uh, in every conceivable mm -hmm. way, and that is the shipping news. Yeah, that's bad. Uh 29's a piece of shit. Um it is boring. I saw it in theaters. It was a big summer tent pole and it made me want to go to sleep. And it is by Henry's boy Ridley Scott, Robin Hood. Oh yeah, I remember when you saw that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um higher on my list, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um all right, number 28 um, I what I believe to be the worst of the Terrence Malick's uh, 28 is Song to Song. Uh-huh. My 28 is The Shipping News. <laughs> I'm glad to see that low. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, all right. Number 27. Dan's not going to like this, but uh, I, I, can't, I can't fake any enthusiasm. Um, Life Aquatic. I'm not that mad. Whatever. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that movie was just I so bad. I thought you were going to say Carol. Then I would have been pissed. No, no, no. Because that movie was just such a disappointment to me because that was the first. It was like, right after Ten and Bounds. Yeah. yeah. I was so, like, we're, I got, like, I bet I bet you'd like that one more now because on a rewatch it plays better um, and it plays more like his old stuff than a lot of his recent stuff does. Yeah. 
but I mean, at the time, it seemed like a big sea change. Like, everything he was doing in Tenenbaums that could potentially be annoying was now annoying. Yeah, and, and he just kind of never stopped doing that, you know, for me. But um, Well, I but think yeah, he got you, you deeper right. and deeper into it. But now, like, in a after having seen, like, Isle of Dogs and Darjeeling Limited, the Life Aquatic comes across, like, much subtler. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a word that it wasn't at the time. Sure. My number 27 is uh, her role in uh, Barry Levinson's terrible and overlong Bandits with (laughs) Bruce Willis. We're not there yet. We're Mm -hmm. not there. Interesting. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that on an airplane. Yeah. (laughs) Number 26. I saw this in the theaters, and this was a pretty upsetting, not upsetting, just a, what a, what a what a mess my god um the monuments men oh i didn't see that you know i Dude, wanted to and then so like bad. nobody liked it it's so just it's just a complete pointless mess i mean that's a i think Clooney it's the only thing, movie right? clune dog directed that i haven't seen i even fucking saw suburbicon is that with matt damon yeah i saw that that, that was dumb but it was entertaining I mean, yeah, it was it, it was jacked from an early Coen Brothers script, so it had that vibe. But yeah, it's yeah, a pretty yeah. bad movie. Oh wait, no, no, I'm thinking of the. Wait, did I see that the Matt Damon thing where he's that's called Suburbicon? I don't know what you're talking about. Matt Damon, where he's the salesman and he's all goofy. Uh, I feel like that's every Matt Damon movie. <laughs> that's not born. No, but he's got like a stupid. Mon- I'm talking about the, the informant. informant. Yeah, yes. there you go. I did not see Suburbicon. Okay, then, no, number no. twenty-six, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, Dan, big fan over there. Twenty-six, twenty-five, another Blanchett movie I saw in the theater. I, I saw a lot of these in the theater. Uh, this movie sucked. This was my kind of a definition of a drama type that I hate. It's completely empty with with a false. You're supposed to feel something totally inept that's uh charlotte gray oh i didn't see that but that's one of those uh she's in a couple of those movies where the movie's just like kate blanchett as charlotte gray <laughs> yeah and th- and she is and a couple of them are good and this wasn't one of them this is just an empty exercise in hagiography mm, is that how you pronounce that word i always said hagiography i think it's hagiography Oh, someone let us know. Hagia, Not on Twitter, Hagia. on email. Uh, number twenty-five, Lord of oh, the Rings. Are we off Twitter too? Are we off? Yeah, our yeah. Show? I deleted the app. Oh, so we're off our. I our mean, it exists. I could log right. into it if I wanted to, but I I'm not see, checking I it. it. I get it. Oh, I see. I thought you just did your personal one. No, everything. Oh, okay. Number twenty-five, oh, right. Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. <laughs> okay. Dan's cutting the cord. Number twenty-four. Uh, we covered it. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 24. You know, she's been in a lot of disasters. She's she really such a has. great actress, but I she's know. been in some monsters. I only have, I think that I have, I mean, once we get to like 19, I think we're in okay territory. Yeah, 20 but, for me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number yeah. 24 is uh, Malik's Song to Song. There you go. Fair enough. Number 23, another one I saw in the theater um, by one of my friends favorite directors at least up until 20 years ago and one of dan's all times and that is blue jasmine <laughs> of course a lot higher on mine uh yeah. tw- number 23 for me from uh distinctive and uh <laughs> incendiary filmmaker ron howard the missing 
Oh, you saw that, huh? Yeah, I sure did. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, they're wandering around. I like that movie. All right. <laughs> it's higher on it's my list. spooky. All right, well, number 22 is probably higher on your list, I imagine, much higher, but uh, I don't even remember her in this fucking thing. This was one of, talk about boring. This is one of the most boring movies I ever sat through, and I, I fucking rented this thing. That is Coffee and Cigarettes. Great movie. My number 22 is uh, her her awkward and over-the-top Academy Award-winning portrayal of Catherine Hepburn in Martin Scorsese's The Aviator. Yeah, but you don't like that movie either, and that's what counts. Correct. Right, right. So obviously it's way the fuck higher on my list, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, we didn't include – I didn't include something that I did find fascinating. We should mention – Eyes Wide Shut? Isn't that Yeah, I fucking wrote it down and then crossed it out because I never heard of that shit before. But I figured – I didn't rewatch it, of course, but I figured out who she was. Yeah, I kind of know what, what it is too. I think she's the woman at the top of the balcony who – At the who, party, yeah, who yells down like, spare him, take me. Yeah, instead. she's got that voice, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that. If that's it's actually me. her. You know that um, that Adele song, Hello, where she's like, hello? Unfortunately, yes. That I remember when that song came out, I was like, she's doing a Kate Blanchett impression. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's got kind of, you think she's got like that kind of throaty. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. It's oh, me, God. Kate Blanchett. Ugh. God, we played that fucking CD so many times. Did you see she's thin now? Kate Blanchett? Yeah, for a while now. <laughs> no, man, Adele. No, really? Yeah, she went on some kind of crash diet. She's I skinny think it was now. Called a, yeah, it's called a Skyfall. And oh. it, it, you, you just, yeah. Well, that's good. Good for her. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what do you want her to stay? I, I was. I hope it doesn't affect her voice. Voice, yeah. Some yeah. people have fat people voices, and then they yeah. lose it. Well, she's not an opera singer. I mean, I don't think she uses all of her. She doesn't sing. She from her does stomach rolling in the deep. She's going nuts in that song. I don't know. All right, number twenty-one. This was a toughie to get through, but I did it because he's one of the greatest directors on the planet Earth, and that is Terrence Malick's Night of Cups. Great. Number 21, we were making a lot of Oscar Wilde adaptations in the late 90s. This was my least favorite of the many. Uh, and with uh, the, the Rupert Everett in An Ideal Husband. Yeah, a little higher on my list, but not much. Um, number 20, uh, the aforementioned uh, Bandits, which I recall on an airplane was kind of entertaining, mm-hmm. but uh, no. Speaking of airplanes, my number 20 is Pushing Tin. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, we're going to have some similarities in this area here, the vague area of Blanchett's career. 19, I, 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 it is low, but, you know, I didn't really think much of it. I probably was nicer to it on the show than I should have been, but that was Ocean's 8. That's my 19. <laughs> yeah, it really was forgettable. It's a real um, 19, that movie. I'll never watch that again. I might. I, I think I will watch it again. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I was think fine. Some, I think someday I'll want to watch all the oceans again, and it wasn't yeah. bad enough for me to skip it. If I did that, I well, I'd never, I wouldn't watch the fir- the original. No, the no, 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 no. I'll never watch that yeah. again. But no, no, no. but I would I would include eight. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we were pretty nice to it, I think. Uh, I gave it a three. I stand by that you? grade. Yeah. yeah, I probably did. I don't know if that's what I gave it on the old LB, but uh, maybe I did. Anyway, number. Oh, that's my 19. What's your 19? 
uh, Ocean's Eight. We remember oh, right, it was fun. We had That's, the same one. We did a whole conversation. Yeah, about it. right. Number eighteen. Uh, I don't know, man. I remember thinking this was entertaining enough. It's like a three star movie, but I don't care about it. Um, Oscar Wilde, an ideal husband. Yeah, my number 18, um, a bit of a rare misfire for Richard Linklater. Not bad, but not what he's capable of. And that was last year's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you liked that thing. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It's a three, but it's, it's you know, what I, I found out, like, Richard Linklater's making a movie with Kate Blanchett. I thought it was going to be fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, I get it. Number 17, another really stupid movie, but I remember being very entertained by it, and that is uh, Pushing Tin. Yeah. Uh, Well, she's worked with Billy Bob a couple times. She has. She has indeed. Boy, talk about uh, cultural divergences there. You got a shit-kicking redneck and, uh, you know, a very dignified— What movie uh, I watched today? Aussie. Monster's Ball. I saw that on Letterboxd. Uh, you, You still are not a fan. It was. I thought I'd like it more than I did back then. I think I liked it less. Yeah, I think it's great. But it sucks. Yeah. I, I, I don't you know who people... produced that movie? Did you read my review? I did read your review, and you said that, Lee yeah, that Daniels. Was, it makes was... so much sense. How so? Because it, it's exactly like Precious. It's just oh, like a bunch that. of poor people with shitty stuff happening to them for two hours. Yeah, but this has really good acting in it. Yeah, so you did know. Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I saw the but the Butler, and that was fucking. Hey, bad. full title, please. Lee Daniels, the Butler. Thank you. Uh, uh, what are we up to here? Seventeen. My my seventeen's Babel. Oh boy. I mean, I know you're not a big fan, but Jesus. Well, we're getting the good stuff here. I feel good about my list. All right. All right. Number 16, uh, this movie isn't that bad. I actually thought it would have had more potential with maybe a tad more levity, but that's not usually what you get from Ridley Scott, and that is Robin Hood. <laughs> my number 16 is Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Ooh. All right, all right, all right, all right. Number 15... Uh, it's a good little thriller. Uh, I think it's Sam Raimi, and that is The Gift. Uh, great. Love yeah. The Gift. Henry, yeah. great movie, The Gift. Again, Billy Bob Thornton, by the way. He he wrote that movie. Maybe they got a little, maybe they have a little uh, thing. I don't know. know. The, the Kate Blanchett character in The Gift is based on Billy Bob Thornton's mom, who he claims is psychic in real life. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm serious. Serious? Yes. Oh my God! I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe their their mutual uh, attraction to working together is like country mouse, city mouse type thing going on there. You know, it's yeah. like, tell me about your ways of uh, your your shit kicking redneck ways. Yeah. You know, and he, and he's just like, I'll, I'll I'll tell you, come on down here to Hooster and Red House. They're like yeah. goofus and gallant. <laughs> <laughs> what a red carpet couple they'd be. Yeah. Oh, man. They wear each other's blood around each other's yeah, necks. Absolutely. Number 15, Kate Blanchett as Veronica Guerin. Of course, the um, dumb shit reporter who kept writing about the IRA incessantly after they said, if she kept doing it, we'll blow up you and your entire family's fucking faces. She was very courageous. What an she idiot. She was very courageous. <laughs> she was not courageous. She was very. dumb. That was a very good movie. I didn't know you saw that. Yeah, it's a good movie. I didn't think you saw it. Yeah. I've rewatched that. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't say that. All right. Number 14, I bet it's a movie you haven't seen. Probably the only one on my list, one of the only ones on my list you haven't seen. Um, worth watching. I saw it about 15 years ago uh, on video, but it is great. Uh, DVD, rather. Uh, it's like a little bit of, a, I believe, like a drug addict type drama thing going on there. And that's called Little Fish. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. That's very good. Yeah, a little right. low budget. Yeah, yeah, low he'll budge. never watch it. He'll no, I'll never watch. watch that. No, I know that. Yeah, it's, it's a low budge, Kate B. Let me add insult injury. N- number 14, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <sighs> no comment. Number 13. Um, look, I like certain... <laughs> I, I like... Look. Uh, I like... Uh, this director has divided me. Uh, he's one of Dan's, one of your favorite directors. But I, I gotta say, I, I love three things he's done. Absolutely love them. And then the other ones, like I like. So, but he's inconsistent to me. And that is Todd Haynes is Carol. Mm. I liked Carol, but I almost felt like it should have been more. Uh, and it was a little too far from heaveny. A little too much of that. Yeah, a little bit too much like that movie that's like one of the top ten movies of the decade. I wouldn't go. That's an extreme ranking there. I don't think that's It'd be up accurate. there on my list. Uh, um, no, number, uh, what are we up to? 13 is Elizabeth. Yep. Okay. All right. Interesting. So didn't make the top ten. No, not her quite. Si- her signature role. Number 12, Veronica Guerin. Number 12 for me is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Okay, wow. Number 11, uh, this is a good movie. <laughs> Very good movie. I'd like to see this again. I, I only saw it once uh, on a DVD when it came out. Uh, the Good German. That's my number 11. Look at that, the same 19 and the same 11. A very fine black and white Steven Soderbergh film where he's trying a lot. Throwing a lot of shit at the wall. He really is, but it, for the most part it works, and... Uh, do you think there's a connection between us having the same 19 and 11 being that Soderbergh inspired the ideas that inspired Ocean 8? And Klundog in The Good German was her romantic lead. Very interesting stuff. Who's the third person in that movie? It's like Giovanni Ribisi or someone weird like that. In Bandits? No, we oh. fucking The Good German. Oh, uh... <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, you're right, because the poster even has, like, three people in it, doesn't it? Because at first, like, she's staying with someone, and oh, and, and that's how she meets Dog. I saw it, like, It's Toby years. fucking Maguire. That's no right. wonder it's not in my top ten. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, top, uh, what's your 11 again? Good German. Remember, right. we had that whole conversation. We, it was, right. this, we had the same. It was yeah, fun. that's right. That's right. It's been, uh, I'm taking hydrochloroquine. I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not working on me as well <laughs> as it is on the president. Wow. Um, great reference from two months ago. No, it's today. It, oh, it's he, back? He, he, he said that he, he announced today that he is actually taking that and has been for a week. Great. I'm thrilled. I mean, I think it's a great. I think it's great news, mm-hmm. and I hope that uh, it works on him. Number ten <laughs> is uh, the missing. What we're saying is, we hope the president dies. <laughs> this is why we'll never be on NPR. <laughs> My number ten is the gift. 
It's got to make the top ten. It's got Katie Holmes's boobs. Does it really? I don't oh, it certainly. That. Does. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I had that one scene downloaded on Napster. Nice. Mm-hmm. Napster. Very nice. Um, it's cleaner. Um, all right. Number nine. <laughs> you like that Parker. joke? A Sean Parker reference. Great stuff. (laughs) Number nine, Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Mm. My number nine is um, very sexy. Mm. With a very sexy score by Philip Glass. And, um, you know, it's her and Judy Dench. I'm talking about notes on a scandal here. And am I wrong or did Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench Play the same Queen Elizabeth in Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love. I, I believe they did. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Dench won the Oscar that year. Did she? Yeah, it was For a big what, supporting. Yeah, it was a big deal right. because it was like the least amount of screen time that had ah, ever won yes. an Oscar up to that point. Yeah, that's come on, man. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see who she beat out that year, but uh, don't yeah, talk shit um, about the Denchster. She's fucking great, but I mean, you know, well, Paltrow won. That's Sully. She is great, Judy Dench. Doesn't she look like a scroll? Like she could play a scroll in something. I mean, look. You wouldn't even have to do makeup on her chin. (laughs) She's a great M. M, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She transcended the Brosnans, went straight to the Craigs. Yeah. That's right. She went through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She passed through. Um, all right, uh, number eight is Elizabeth. Mm, my number eight, it, it's a cameo. It's a glorified cameo, basically, but she's very funny in it in her little screen time in Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't see that, as you know, and I didn't know she was in that. That's yeah, cool. I might even have the movie higher, but, you know, she's right. in, like, one scene. Go ahead. I had to take that into consideration uh, a little bit. But number seven, this movie was great. I would, I really want to watch this again. Um, that is the thriller that I think is now a TV show on Amazon, which I'll never watch. That is called Hannah. God, speaking of TV shows based on <laughs> movies, Henry... Mm. This morning, I watched the first episode of TNT's Snowpiercer. (laughs) Didn't know it was a thing. How good is that? Jennifer Connelly's playing the Tilda Swinton role. Uh, They're about the same in terms of acting ability. I get it. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, she's maybe the TV Tilda Swinton at this point. Yeah, But, you know, boy, was it bad. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. You know what they did? They what? made it into a crime procedural. So what? Everything just the train keeps going. And the train's everything... going right. They pull this black dude from the tail. The you know the tail. The obviously poor people. He's, obviously, he's black. Apparently, yeah. he's the only homicide cop. The only homicide detective on the whole train. So basically, the only homicide detective left in the world. Now the world. there's yeah. been a murder. Yeah. In the wow, rich we're... people section. Wow. So now what I think is going to happen is like there's a crime every week and this dude's got to solve it oh on the train. God. It's just like fucking bones, except yeah. we're on a train around the world. Wow. That that I mean, I just why, man? I, I don't know. It's That's, bonkers, man. My God, that'll run for about a month and then it'll be canceled. We'll see. Do you hear they canceled the purge show? 
obviously, um, I, you know, uh, you know, I ran its course after five seasons. It, it had done what it needed to do, Two said seasons. what it needed to be said. Yeah. No, I'm, I didn't know I'm a little through. sad. I thought the second season was an improvement. I would have watched a third. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I disagree, but okay. fourth, fourth was the best. All right. What, what are we on now? Seven. Yeah. What'd you seven? What's your seven? What was yours? Hannah. Oh, right. Coffee and cigarettes. I never All saw right. Hannah. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. Oh. Who is it? Sersha? Yeah, you should see yeah, it. Yeah, I man. should check it out. Man. It's really good. That was before yeah. I was such a Sersha Ronan devotee. Sure, sure. Who it uh, was it um it's someone oh it's Joe Wright, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but you know it doesn't matter. It's good. Okay. <laughs> hey, Atonement wasn't that bad. It's a three star movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay. It had a tracking shot in the middle. It did did have a tracking shot <laughs> that called was excited. enormous attention to itself. Yeah. Yeah, it the year of the tracking shots. Um, all right, number six. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I don't think about her very much when I've thought about this movie, but you got to put it up there, and that's The Talented Mr. Ripley. Great movie. Yeah, you know, she is like one of the leads of the movie, but you don't think of her. You think I don't of even fucking, remember. You just think of Damon and I don't maybe even remember. Jude Law. Yeah, is she, is she Jude Law's? She's Jude Law's lady. But he's, She's sort of like young and sexy in that, like a wild child, which is not something you see her do that often. But Paltrow is the one who he has the affair with, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, but Paltrow's right. Paltrow. Right, right, right. All right, Paltrow's Paltrow. Number six. She? Uh, for me, she she was one of the better fucking Marvel villains, and I'm gonna say Thor Ragnarok over here. I like it. That's a good choice. Uh, heavy hitters. No, let's hear uh, the thing. All right. Yeah, I know. I I, I just uh, you didn't have it pulled up because you're ready for the Oscar theme. You you know the guy knows me, folks. The guy knows me. That's all right. It doesn't take much effort, uh, and we all like the moments where I try to find the recording, and it's oh, right yeah, here. Oh yeah, I should have found that one. The terms of yeah. endearment thing. Go ahead. Oh, here you go. Heavy hitters. These are the grand slams, the slap shots, the three pointers, the touchdowns, the curling when the puck gets close to the circle. These are the heavy hitters of the franchise. Heavy hitters. Number five is Babel. Okay, my number five is a movie that I feel like has gone completely unnoticed. Like no one gave off fuck when it came out and i thought it was great so i'm gonna go to bat for this movie and put it at number five in my kate blanchett rankings and that is uh the film truth in which uh robert redford plays dan rather wow i didn't see truth uh and that's really funny that you did and i didn't i loved uh, it man i thought it was yeah. like uh a, i thought it was like sh uh spotlight but better didn't it come on the heels of like the post? Yeah, and, it was around all that. And I think I just had, had the post was like pretty disappointing and 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 by the numbers, so I kind of didn't expect much from Truth. Who who did that? Who did Truth? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, good. Oh, was though. that good though? Huh? Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, what was that? Nixon again or no? It's no, no, it's very modern. It's like uh, it's it's like during the Bush era or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, James Vanderbilt, um, who wrote Zodiac, directed yes, Truth, wrote and directed. That. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. And it's like Remember, Zodiac in that it's like very like point by point. This was the investigation. The this is how it went. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Good. Interesting. All right. 
Um, number four for me is Thor Ragnarok. Great. My number four is her work in Woody Allen's Blue Jasmine. Ha ha ha. All right. She's very neurotic in that movie, yes. It's a Tennessee Williams riff, and she really nails it. Go ahead. Okay. Number three, uh, she's chewing scenery like nobody's biz in this movie, but uh, I love this movie, and uh, she isn't the best part of it, but, you know, we are ranking the projects she's associated with, and that is The Aviator. Ugh. My number three is The Talent Mr. Ripley. Okay. This was tough for me. Number two and number one. Could have flipped these, but... Uh, I, I really found her great in both these movies. I think are two of her best performances. I kind of went with my head more than my heart. Number mm-hmm. two is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Mm. My top two are both by the same filmmaker. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. My number two is more recent, and uh, it was a sumptuous instant classic uh, featuring Rooney Mara, and that is called Carol. Wow. Okay, you really like that movie. All right. All right, the best movie that she's ever been in, in my opinion, uh, besides Benjamin Button, uh, is uh, hands down. This was easy. I worked from this list. From Mine the was opposite. easy, too. Yeah, I do. This, I did this list from the diff- a different way I usually do them. I, I worked from the best to the worst, and I never do that. Um, anyway, this was pretty – Notes on a Scandal. That's number one, Notes on a Scandal? That movie's not that yeah. good. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's my number nine. I've seen it multiple <laughs> times. I mean... I've, seen it. I've seen it multiple times. It's a powerhouse movie, man. She's it's... very sexy in it. She is, uh, but it is, uh, it's a great, great film. I remember the kids in the shed – Correct. <laughs> really made an impact on you. Yeah. I remember her uh, fucking next to a train at one point. Yes, there's that. There's definitely that. Yeah. And All then right, she's sort of into her. All right. Num- my yes, number correct. one, of course, is the masterful. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> I know what it is, of course. Five star motherfucker. Brilliant. One of the best films of 2007. I'm not there, in which Kate Blanchett uh, is the definitive Bob Dylan of all time. <laughs> well, she's got a nicer voice than him, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never see that movie, so. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Elizabeths. Yeah, uh, of course, we? I'm talking about Elizabeth Moss and Elizabeth Hurley. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Who would you fuck? <laughs> Wow, I was really in love with Elizabeth Hurley back in the day. I'll tell you that. Mm, um, bedazzled. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss doesn't do it for me. I know she does it for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You've you've told me. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to rub against all that moss. <laughs> Shave it down. All See, right. in The Handmaid's Tale, I'm more into the uh, uh, Joseph Fiennes, uh, who we'll be speaking about. His wife in that, Yvonne. Yeah, Yvonne Strahovski. She's one of the um, one of the two most beautiful people I've ever seen in real life. You saw her in real life? I saw her very early on in her career at a Comic-Con panel for the show Chuck. And it, she wow. is, like, stunning in person. It, like, it, like you ever, you, one of those people you see and you're like, what the fuck? 
Oh yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. that that yeah. Wow, she's unbelievable. I'm jealous, but I'll still All take right. Moss and that girl with one eye and that girl from Gilmore Girls. All right. Um, <laughs> the girl with one eye is very very cute. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I think all right. I know who you're talking about with the Gilmore Girls. One. Well, she yeah, she got chemically the castrated. Lesbian. Yeah, the lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We could keep going, but there's no that wouldn't be right. All right. Elizabeth by Shekhar Kapoor. He was a much touted filmmaker, and uh, you know, it didn't really turn out for him, unfortunately. No, it's weird. Well, it's not weird. What happened was after Elizabeth, they were like, here's a shit ton of money. Make us another one of those. And he did the fucking four feathers. Yeah. 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 Which I never saw. never will. I I saw it. And I. Oh, it was so buzzed about, dude. I remember it was like. I don't remember that being. It was like front page, like Entertainment Weekly, like fall movie preview. The four feathers, baby. Maybe not front page, but it had like a big section. And uh, and so I went to see it. I was like, it's the Elizabeth guy. It's got I think Ledger was in it. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I remember it to 2002, right? Yeah, that's something it. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I, that was a year I I went to the movies all the time. Ooh, I, and I, I think I think Wes Bentley. I was way into Wes yeah, Bentley yeah. at the time. <laughs> right, because it was like, oh yeah, he's hot three years off of American. Beauty. And I was working in Blockbuster, and he had worked at a Blockbuster, and he was on the front page of the Blockbuster Employee magazine. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. That's I don't even. That's incredible. Uh huh. Did he pose for that? I don't know if he posed, but he definitely interviewed. Good for you, Wes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it, it's not like it was literally like. Well, he uh, he he was the uh, he was the customer service representative in store number six three nine eight seven in Los Angeles, California. What yeah. was that like, Wes? What was that like in your life? Does that get you into movies? I think he did say shit like, well, you know, we rented, I rented everything I could get my hands on, you know? <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a real fascinating interview, man. It's a penetrating Dick Cavett type thing going yeah. on there. Yeah. So Kapoor is working uh, in TV now. He uh, directed the pilot of uh, the Damien TV show, which is based on The Omen. And oh, okay. he also directed a few episodes of that show, Will, which was sort of like a... Uh, a show about William Shakespeare, but young and hip. Oh, Jesus. Will. It's young and uh, hip. You are not saying William. That makes We're me abbreviating sick. that shit. That makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Isn't he also just like apparently one of those guys who just, uh, what I was reading, just keeps not getting shit done? Yeah, like yeah. He, he's been he ex- attached to a thousand things. Yeah. I think he might have just... been attached to like Fantastic Four or something at some yeah, point. Yeah. I mean,. I, I think he's a hell of a director with talent. I think he has – that's crazy to me. I wish he would have done more. But. I think he assembled quite a crew for this movie. Um, <laughs> it was written by a fellow by the name of Michael Hurst, who is also currently working in TV but with considerably more success. Mm. Um, he had been working for a long time. He wrote the movie The Deceivers, which some people like. Um, but Elizabeth was a big uh, break for him. He also worked on the sequel and has gone on to create uh, The Tudors, aforementioned on this podcast, mm. as well as Camelot, which uh, was not as successful, and also Vikings, which was hugely successful for the History Channel. 
Have you watched uh, the Tudors? Uh, I well, I tried it. I didn't like it. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. not a wreck. No. I wasn't interested, and I just wonder what you thought. What you thought of it? Yeah. Not a fan. Won't check it out. Then. I watched it in. It was on when I was in college, I think, and all the girls I was friends with at the time were like so into Jonathan Reese Myers. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't get that one, man. That's well, a he's weird. He's handsome. Cry. I don't. I don't think he's. He's, he's just, so handsome. He looks like a like a cricket or something. I what? Don't know. Yeah, he looks like Jiminy Cricket. I don't know. If he looks like Jiminy Cricket, you look like a piece <laughs> of shit on my shoe. <laughs> Elizabeth came out October twenty third, nineteen. Maybe I don't have an eye for male beauty. I guess I don't know. Maybe not. Go ahead. A budget of thirty million dollars. A box office take of $82.1 million. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, couple of uh, casting bits. Sure. Uh, did you know that Emily Watson was offered the lead role and turned it down? I did know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad she did. She, I like Emily she Watson. She was a hot shit British actress at the time. Oh, yeah. You could see why they wanted her. Sure. That was right off of Breaking the Waves, man. And Hillary and Jackie and shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then also at one point, uh, Marlon Brando, Henry, was attached to play the Pope. The the John Gilgood role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And 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 what the, they didn't want to work with him, right? Everybody was worried about it. Yeah, it, it was just like it was. I mean, it was just the two years removed from Island of Doctor Moreau. I think they were like, let's them. let's have a more laid back <laughs> set than that. <laughs> this is already stressful enough. We're all wearing corsets. I can't breathe. I, I'm carrying around chainmail. I, I don't need this guy mumbling shit to me and throwing me throwing coffee cups at me. Yeah. Um, Henry, this movie was nominated for some Oscars. All right. This is a tough one. So, I... All right, everybody. Ready for the ad? I uh, hope there's this, an ad. These are the guys that pay us. Cheez-It Snaps. Oh, I love Cheez-Its. They ran out of cheese. <laughs> oh. Yes, Elizabeth. Nominated for Best Picture. Lost to Shakespeare in Love. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Nominated for Best Actress. She lost to Gwyneth Paltrow. You better believe it. Nominated for Best Score, but I'll tell you what, what movie had the best music of the year. Life is beautiful. Molte bene. Then. Oh, we're done. Nominated well, I, for. I want to hear. I just, okay. It kind of cuts you. Nominated for Art Direction. Lost to Shakespeare in Love, of course. Jesus Christ. Nominated for Best Cinematography, lost to Cool as Ice DP, Giannis Kaminsky for <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Did you know that he was the DP of Cool as Ice? What's Cool as Ice? It's the, the Vanilla, Vanilla Ice, Ice movie. Wow. Yeah, I got, okay. Jesus. Giannis Kaminsky? Yeah, one of my favorite credits in movie history. That's incredible. Um, uh, and it was nominated for Best Costumes, but it lost to Shakespeare in Love. It won one solitary Oscar Best Makeup. Wow. 
Uh, I can say that it was definitely robbed of a few of those. I mean... Yeah, I might have given this art direction. Yeah, I mean, cinematography I would have said too, but... This is a more impressive looking movie than Shakespeare in Love. And I don't have... I don't have beef with Shakespeare in Love like a I lot do, of people do. I know you yeah, do. It's yeah. it's not very good, but um, yeah. but I don't hate that movie. Uh, yeah. But this is better. Yeah, I uh, I well, I'm glad you said that. Um, but yeah, I I know I, I was gonna say as much as I don't like Saving Private Ryan. I mean, the cinematography is probably arguable. It's probably very good in that movie. I mean, that's a good one. But I mean, the music in this is very. It's a very cool score. More so in the second one, in my opinion. But uh, all right, it got robbed though. It should have won more than fucking makeup. That's not cool. And obviously, she should have won actress over Gwyneth Paltrow. That goes without saying. Mm. Well, I mean, who else was nominated? I wonder if there was even even better choice. Mm. We could look I'm at it worried. at a later podcast, maybe um, maybe that we might be recording on Thursday for the Patreon. Oh, that's a that's a great point. I, you know, so I guess we're doing that then. Okay, all right. Um, this was nominated for some Golden Globes. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get to my favorite theme song and a lot of people's favorite theme song. What? But, uh, well, you know, I'm sure it's on the list of the British Film Institute, but we it's don't not. Seem to, it ha- it, it, I know it is. It it's has not on the British Film Institute list, Henry. It's, 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 Can you it's, play the Golden Globes theme already? What is yeah, taking I, so long? Here it is. <laughs> it's the GGs, <laughs> the Golden Globes. It's the Hollywood Foreign Press, mostly French. Oh, baby. Yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, they nominated this movie for a few things. Uh, it was nominated for Best Drama, Henry. Did not have to compete against Shakespeare in Love because that was nominated in the comedy category and Fair won, enough. of course. Um, yeah. But this lost to Sh- uh, Saving Private Ryan, best drama. And mm-hmm. uh, Kate Blanchett won best actress in a drama. Good. Of course, did not have to compete against Paltrow. Right. right. Um, and lastly, Shekhar Kapoor received a director nomination, which he lost to one Steven Spielberg. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. This film was nominated for a shit ton of BAFTAs. The British Academy <laughs> of Film, Television, and Arts. BAFTA. I haven't heard that one in a while. It's a great one, man. You want to play the British Film Institute? I mean, I feel like it's appropriate. I feel like the guy who recorded this theme for us, like, narrated this movie. Yeah. (laughs) In the British Film Institute. Okay, great. The BAFTAs. Uh, This film was nominated for Best Film. Which, of course, it lost to Shakespeare in Love. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Shekhar Kapoor, nominated for Best Director. Uh, listen to this out-of-the-box choice. Uh, he lost to Peter Weir for The Truman Show. Boy, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, we have here Kate Blanchett. She won Best Actress at the BAFTAs. Good. Good. Uh, Jeffrey Rush was nominated for Supporting Actor. And I'm so sorry, Henry. He lost... To Jeffrey Rush for Shakespeare in Love. Oh my he God! He fucking that's lost right. to this himself. He was in both of lost them. To himself. Yeah, so was Joseph Fiennes. He was in both of these. That's right. Too. Playing Jesus a heel and a face, yeah, showing his yeah, range, yeah. baby. Uh, not much. The yeah, vaunted Jeff- Joseph Fiennes range. 
He's on Handmaid's Tale, yeah. He's great in that. Yeah, he's better as a villain. That's the first time I've ever seen him in anything that I've liked him in. Nominated for uh, Best Screenplay, uh, Elizabeth lost to uh, Andrew Nichol for The Truman Show. Hmm. Um, Elizabeth won Best Cinematography. Good. It won Best Makeup and Hair. Okay. That's one award. Okay. (laughs) And uh, won Best Music. Good. Nominated for production design at Lost to the Truman Show. God, the Brits love the Truman Show. I really like that. And yeah. uh, this won the award for Outstanding British Film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll tell you one thing, Henry, maybe that you weren't expecting. This what was nominated for one MTV Movie Award. No way. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, let me pull up the uh, recording for that. <clears throat> My MTV. <laughs> yeah, best breakthrough female performance, baby. Kate Blanchett nominated for Elizabeth, but I'm so sorry, oh. Henry. I'm oh. so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry she lost, but I don't see how you can argue with the winner. Okay. And I have, I am of course talking about. Katie Holmes and disturbing behavior. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was, you know what? I thought it would be something bad, but I didn't expect that. I did not see that one coming. I Love thought it. it would be some light comedy, stupid ass comedy with some female. No, I didn't, Katie Holmes no. for disturbing behavior. The Creek had premiered earlier that year. You have to remember, Henry. Dawson's uh, Creek. Yes. No, so we I, were I very know. high on Katie Holmes. Uh, she probably got a boost from that TV show. Okay. And you have to remember, Henry, in Disturbing Behavior, she was really showing her range. She had a nose ring. She put some red in her hair. She was wearing some, like, belly shirts. I think she had a fake tattoo. That sounds like Beaches of April. It was a little <laughs> bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in Disturbing Behavior? I think James Marsden. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. That's got a great soundtrack, Disturbing Behavior. Really? Yeah. Flagpole Citas on there. I bet it's all that great, great, great late 90s. No, no. Rock. It's it's pre that, man. This is still like great. It's like the fake grunge. You know what I mean? Like after Kurt Cobain died and then you had bands like, you know, Silver Chair pop up. Oh, okay. It's all that. Right. Yeah. Bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I thought you were going to say like it was like Fastball and fucking Hey, I shit love like Fastball. That. Yeah, I love that one song. They I had. love their two songs that they had. <laughs> they had good. one that no one remembers. Yeah, I don't. The one. Were you out of my head? Were you out of my mind? I'll never be so fine. Waiting for your inspiration. Making hard to find. Remember that song? Nope. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, man, do bad things to you. Yeah. That was a hit. No, I, I didn't remember. <laughs> I, I, I just remembered loving very much, you know. You can tell the road that you want on is paved in gold. There's never hunger that never get cold. Never get, I don't, never never get, get old and gray. <laughs> Made up her mind and they started packing. (laughs) She left before the sun came up that day. 
And left me to eternal summer slacking. Where were you going without ever knowing the way? Oh, baby. Wow. Henry, this really movie, let's start it. Let's start talking about it. England. Oh, we're an hour 1554. in. 1554. Right, yeah. We are a fucking hour in. <laughs> I hate we had a big us. list. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, the it's going to be pretty easy, honestly, because we're not going to we don't have to go through the fucking machinations. I thought it started out kind of janky, if you ask me, Henry. Really? I felt like the TV. It looked like uh, TV style credits, like just like at the bottom of the screen in the middle with like normal font. That was weird to me. I, I thought maybe that well, you watched it on Netflix, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe that. That was because I had the subtitles on, so I turned them off and watched that part again to see. See, they were so janky that you had yeah, to check. I really did. I was like, surely they're not introducing the history of England in this fucking weirdo font, and and they were. I, I get panicked. Odd. I get panicked sometimes when I have subtitles on and people start speaking in foreign languages, and it just says <laughs> speaking Spanish at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, am I supposed to understand this? <laughs> I hate that. I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yes, that that's very troubling. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, uh, besides that, though, I think it's you know, I mean, uh, we go right into what Queen Mary there. Uh, she's uh, she's a crazy screaming uh, lunatic. Oh, right, uh, her sister. Right. So it, it's the same as every movie about a queen, where it's like it's always like someone's queen, right? And then it's like we need to find the next in line, okay? Yeah. And, it, and it's yeah. always. It's always someone who's like a little off the beaten path and and like an extended family member. No one's quite sure about it. And they always introduce it like, oh, this isn't your daddy's queen. This is this is a different type of queen. You never seen anything like this shit before. But since I've seen this in every movie that's ever been about royalty, I'm thinking like, what's a regular queen? I I feel like every queen is not my daddy's queen. What's my daddy's queen like? Yeah. What are they like? You're absolutely right. You you are very right. There's always like, you know, and I think that's also because of historians who then who, who place everybody they're particularly interested in, they say the same thing. You find that with American historians. Like when I read about, you know, nerd out about my, the presidents, you'll be like, he was the first to truly embrace the industrial age. And then it'll be like the next one. It'll be like, he was the first to truly embrace the industrial age. It's like, wait a second. So, you know, Elizabeth, you got, I'm sure there's people who have queen Mary who look at her like, she was not like other. Yeah, she, she was, was wacky. She yelled she at people. Like, she was freaking out all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was interesting though that Henry the Eighth. Uh, I didn't remember that. I mean, I don't. I, my history on this subject is pretty uh, wonky. That he it was Anne Boleyn and Henry the Eighth's kid was Elizabeth. I didn't remember that. She's. I think she's the other Boleyn girl. <laughs> no, she's. <not>. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, right. So, so Queen Mary uh, and uh, oh god, this is going to take forever because we're both not that educated on the subject. But I yeah, don't care. We don't need to talk about specifics. Okay, good. Um, she's married, but her 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 husband is, I believe, Philip, uh, somebody of Spain. They don't have sex, uh, so they think she's pregnant. She's not. She has a tumor. Uh, she <laughs> di- she dies. She's here's the big thing that the whole movies both of them are about. 
it's Catholic versus Protestant. You know, so. and this is hard for me because I don't know what the difference is. I, yeah, I, I don't I, care. And, I, and furthermore, I don't fucking care. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, essentially there isn't much difference. That's the fucking joke of religions. But, you know, Catholic, like, the, I think the big, the, big, the big thing is this. The only thing is this. Catholicism, the Catholics, they revere and need the Pope. You know what's interesting? <laughs> Everyone okay. else doesn't. So they reject the Pope. They don't think he has any business being there. There's no point to him. That's Catholics. There is that... no point to him, but, like, I mean, who cares? Well, that's how you and I feel, but, yeah, right, of course. That's that's the Catholic-Protestant thing. It's it's we, we take our order. That's, like, why anybody who's Catholic who runs for president is like, are they going to follow Rome? Are they going to take their instructions from Rome? That's what everybody was a big deal. In this you know? movie— you know, Mary's a Catholic, and so England is Catholic at this point. And then yeah. Elizabeth is a Protestant, and everyone's right. super worried about it, but we don't really get into it that much in this movie. And then by the time Elizabeth the Golden Age starts, you know, and it's been like, and then a period of unprecedented prosperity hit the land. But then by the, it's the it, same shit. At the beginning of Elizabeth the Golden Age, it's established that England is now a Protestant country. So um, somewhere along the line, Elizabeth forced everyone to change their religions. Well, right. So, I, I mean, mean, this is the hero of this movie? Yeah, well, it's really weird. I mean, that, that's the really weird part about the movie, too, because you could look at this from either angle. I mean, because the second movie is all about, really, it's about the Spanish Inquisition. And if you're not Catholic, you're going to Spain's gonna fucking... the villain. Yeah, you're going to get burned at the fucking stake. So it's like both are terrible. Both are terrible. But don't they make a point of Elizabeth? I don't know if this is true. I'm not going to say that 300 times throughout the movie. But I don't know if this is true. That she seems to be somebody who is like, look, it's okay if you believe whatever you want to believe. I will not make you conform that's, to That's That's what the movie tells you. Correct. Right, right, right. But the official religion of an entire country changes between these movies. Yeah, yeah, but she still allows all of them to like. And I could correct me if I'm wrong, but I it, she does she does allow she doesn't like do any like persecutions or anything, right? She just she declares that it's Protestantism. We don't see her deliver any persecutions, but this is not like a forgiving queen. We certainly yeah. do see her like lash people and behead them. True. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I don't know. But you, they got two sects of religions that never right. really— the, the religion thing is besides the point, Henry. They, the, all these movies care about is who's Elizabeth fucking baby. Yeah, and that was the that was the weaker part, I think. But that's the whole movie. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I That's interesting. I mean, yeah, that, that's an argument can be made for that. But I, I think that that is not one of the bigger issues. I think it's sort of like her coming to power and then trying to figure out that power. I think you're crazy. Um, and Joseph Fiennes is always kind of prancing around and leering a lot. And yeah. he, by, he's, I gotta say, man, he, he, he's, he's the LVP of this movie, man. He, cause look at who we got in this cast. I mean, we got Jeffrey Rush. You got, you got Dickie Attenborough. You got, um, all these great character actors surrounding the scenes. You got Kelly McDonald, who very little known at the time, except for train spotting. You got James, uh, Emily Mortimer. Yeah. James Frain. You've got uh, 
uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yes, great, great. Yeah, yeah. They're all and, here. <laughs> and then you, and then you got the lesser of the Fines brothers. Yeah. Uh, listen, Joseph Fines. The problem with Joseph. Oh, we didn't even mention fucking Daniel Craig shows up. Yeah, he um, sure does. But uh, yeah, the the problem with Joseph Fines is the same problem I had. Uh, you might recall with uh, the male lead of. Um, I want to say it was Children of the Corn 666 Isaac's Return. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't remember. But uh, in the one where the guy turns out to be he who walks behind the rose at the end oh, of the movie. Oh, right. Yes. My problem with that movie, if, if we may go back to Children of the Corn for a second, mm. is that he's he plays it too much like a villain early on to the point where the heel turn is not a surprise. And I felt that way about Joseph Fiennes in this movie. He's just very smoldering and and broody the whole time. And I was like, there's no way this guy is like the guy we're supposed to be rooting for. That's really interesting to me because I didn't think I didn't think that at all. I thought it was that aspect of it was actually a script problem because I don't think they explained and the, the very, very quick scene where they showed why he turned, I did not think was very sufficient because I actually didn't think he had quite the range to be what you're giving him. Like, I didn't think he was a, a scumbag. I, he just seems very kind of, uh, uh, he, he's like a Casanova, but I didn't. He's think a little he on the bland side, but I, I, it, it felt evil to me the whole time. Yeah, I didn't get that, and I didn't remember anything about it. So yeah, I felt like I, he's I, gonna I, let this lady down. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, I think that's one of the greatness, the great, the aspects of greatness of the movie at the end there when she he he does, and she's kind of just done this renunciation, but. But he's just not the vessel for that uh, type of character to convey all this. By the way, um, if I may rewrite history for a second, Henry. Please, please. Her excuse for keeping him alive to always remind her the pain (laughs) that he caused her. um, Me thinks that's bullshit. (laughs) I read something very interesting. You ready for this? Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Not only did she always know that Dudley in real life was married, she always knew that. Of course. They were lovers. They were lovers anyway, and they were friends until the day he died. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, she kept him alive because she loves him and wanted to occasionally fuck him, probably. Yeah. Well, that second part is what they don't allude to in the movie, but I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so what happens? Uh, many men, you know, the, it's it's the same thing that happens in everything about royalty, where the 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 um, the, th- the throne and the people of England do not approve of Joseph Fiennes. Um, he is butted, right. butted lord. That's all he yeah. is—a lord. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you can't know, they be don't... with some sort of duke or earl. No, you may not be with the Duke or Earl, and uh, you know we do not approve of Elizabeth as well because she's a Protestant in this. See, this movie. By the way, you English people that are listening to this podcast, you guys are fucking nuts. I mean, I know we have Trump in office; it's we're the worst country in the world. But like the the fact that you guys are still rocking royalty over there, are you insane? It's it's disgusting. It's (laughs) it's laughable. Dude, when I lived in Canada, they do that shit, man. Like, they look at that, 
like it's some big fucking deal. It's I know. so sad. I, I, it's so I, lo- I love sad. that that lady from Suits fucking deprogrammed your prince from that cult. <laughs> <laughs> it is a truly meaningless thing. I mean, it is so fucking meaningless. Yeah. I mean, pre-20th century, uh, maybe, and it still had some stuff going on there. But, I mean, let's face it. It's a fucking, uh, they're a face. You Brits and are it, dorks. It's crazy, man. I mean, Buckingham That Palace said, That said, if, if you want to enter the contest, I'm willing to consider England oh, I've been as there. a place to move. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's 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 gorgeous. It's 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 awesome. It's sprawling. It's huge. Yeah, we can move to Bath, like the countryside. Dude, England's great, man. I mean, I, you know, we maybe we could maybe we could squat at Henry VIII's palace. I was there. It's very big. I bet you that no one would even notice us. You could just tell people that you're Henry. It's a great point. Yeah. I'm a descendant. You I'm could a, show I'm, them your ID. Yeah. Well, if they find out I'm half Irish, so that might get me beheaded. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. They don't like you guys. Well, it's, well, they don't like Irish Catholics too. So that's what I was raised. Ooh. You're not a prodigy. I have to hide that. I'm not a prodigy. I have to hide that shit. But we could squat there. It's big. Henry. So the French show up and they're like, uh, "We got this guy who wants to make out with your lady. It's Vincent Cassell." And I, I gotta Vincent tell you, Cassell. I just like two weeks ago on the podcast, didn't I say I decided I don't like Vincent Cassell? Yes, you He's did. He's pretty fun in this movie. He's great. <laughs> I've always liked him. Cross dressing yeah, like a maniac. Yeah, and I think his like henchman was like a professional, uh, like a soccer, pl- a footballer. Yeah, 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 something like that. I think you're right. It was fun um, that scene where he like comes up to her in that crowd, and there's like two different songs happening at the same time. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Queen's like repertory theater, and like yeah. his, and they, and he comes up and he just starts like making out with her. Yeah, he's very, very good, uh, and that's a really, really good scene. And like, I, I like like her reactions are are very funny too. Yeah, it. she's amused by him. Like, it, it's yeah. it's not she's not offended. She definitely doesn't want to be with this guy, but right. she's sort of like this dude's funny. Yeah, I mean, she's like, I, I, I love until her sort until of... he cross dresses. That's a no no. Well, five hundred years ago, probably was. <laughs> 20 years ago it was probably stuff but yeah no but like i i think it's a great scene because it also just encapsulates the stupidity of encapsulates encapsulated what did i say no no you're close what did i say encapsulate like the capulets from romeo and julia Julia, that's what i meant yeah yeah uh you know she has to deal with all these guys constantly trying to arrange marriages for her so like then they present this fucking idiot and she's just like oh my god like okay what is this now you know and she just goes through it and and the only way to get out of it is basically right she she decides that he's up to something right in his bed bed chamber so she goes there and catches him with that he's with like two ladies and he's cross-dressing and um and then there's also Christopher Eccleston, you know, Doctor Who, hanging around uh, trying to fuck her too. Now he's he's a guy who you know has ill intentions. Yeah, no, no, he, he he's the word. clear villain, and that's the only yeah. thing that threw me off the scent of Joseph Fiennes. Was like, well, he's the villain, the Duke of and then, Norfolk. But then I realized, no, men are the villain. Yes, the only definitely. man in this movie you're allowed to like really is Jeffrey Rush, and even him, like you're not supposed to at first. He's shady. He's yeah. shady. And, you know, he fucking kills uh, Mary of Guise, who, by the way, uh, 
I that performance by Fanny Ardant. Who She's I a don't, nut, man. That is a great performance. Yeah, though. they let like, her. They let her just go all out. Yeah, man. and and you know I have to ask you. I don't know that I've really seen her in anything. I didn't recognize her. I thought it was like the whole time she was on. I let the whole scene go by and then I paused it and I was like, I got to look this person up. Cause I thought it was like, I was like, is that Julia Ormond? Is that, <laughs> who is that? It looks like somebody, cause she looks, I thought it was Saffron Burroughs. And then I was just like, Fanny Ardant. I was like, yeah, well, she's heavily made up. So it could have been Saffron. Bur- I mean, I didn't know. You I mean, know she was but- like an older fat woman. And we're you not thought she looked like Saffron Burroughs? We're not talking Burroughs? about the same person. Jesus Christ. You're ta- I'm not talking about Queen Mary. Oh, who the fuck are you talking about? The one Jeffrey Rush seduces and kills. The French beautiful woman. The one Vincent Cassell. It's a, they oh, like make, right. They make fucking Marys in this movie. Well, there's a lot of incest, too. He gives her a kiss goodnight. Vincent Cassell gives his aunt a kiss goodnight. That's a little sexual. Yeah, I knew I liked that moment. It's a little bit sexual. 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 Yes, Fanny Ardent, her. You know, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. So there's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes machinations, and uh, turns out Fines is married and uh, cheating on Elizabeth and doesn't really have her best interests at heart. There's an assassination attempt at one point on a river. And, <laughs> yeah, a, a very poorly— or a canal attempt. or something. Yeah, that's cool, though, that the arrows come through there. And, yeah, like, that was all right. Very bad archer. Clearly. That was actually uh, Joseph Fiennes' best scene in the movie. Oh, when he's like uh, when rushing he's sidling to... up to her on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that was one thing in the movie that was a little unclear. There were so many Machiavellian things, Machiavellian things going on. I was like, what? Like, we know who ordered it. It was you know Norfolk and and all those those. Yeah, Norfolk uh, was like order up. Yeah. <laughs> One assassination. <laughs> one queen, please, the queen. One queen assassination. <laughs> Assass- assassination. Uh, but did, I don't think Joseph Fiennes' character was in on it yet. I think he. It's till towards the end when. No, he's no, it's after she dumps him that she he he like gets mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jeffrey Rush was one of the highlights of the movie to me. I, no, I, was, I was relieved. Great. I was relieved when he was in the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I loved his first appearance in this movie and he's definitely looks slimy. And then you kind of realize it takes a long time, but you realize he really is the pretty much the only person who's loyal, no matter what to this woman. Yeah. That's it. It's a real pushover. You know? What a yeah. bulbous nose he has. He truly does. He truly does. He mm-hmm. he has like a, a cartoon type of nose, I would yeah. say. It's so cartoony. Elizabeth at the end decides to return herself to virginity. I don't think that's how that works, but um, <laughs> but she becomes the virgin queen, and then yes. she gets a makeover. <laughs> it's a makeover montage. And what piece is playing? What piece of music? It's one of your favorite classical pieces of music. I don't remember. That, that sequence is astonishing. And, well, yeah, uh, it is. It's really good. But what what piece was playing? I don't they know. start the uh, the opening of the Mozart's Requiem. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, they, of course. Yeah. It's fucking they, intense. Yeah, um, they play like the whole Kyrie, like yeah. the whole way through. It's re- yeah. really good. Yeah. I will say, Henry, 
that was a good sequence, but I mean, it 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 did call to mind sequences like that sequence. You know what it made me think of? What? The end of Revenge of the Sith when they put the Darth Vader costume on Hayden Christensen. Well, this was first. This yeah. was 500 years first. Yeah, I know, but this was also exactly the end of The Godfather. Oh, it's very much like yeah. that. I think I think that's uh, yeah. I mean, I that I don't know if that was intentional. Of course, but, it was. It was like yeah. a shot for shot remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still liked it because it, no, it was it, cool. Of course, the only yeah, the only flaw was enough. the freeze frame at the end. They should have kept the camera just trained on on like her oh, staying yeah. still and looking confident but instead they ended on a freeze frame i thought that was a real bad decision oh i didn't i didn't remember that um yeah i i didn't really bother me but there there would be no need for a freeze frame because kate blanchett is like already like steely as fuck yeah you know? come on she can handle it movie i think she can <laughs> she can hold her own there yeah um but yeah, I mean, oh, I think that most of the time, overall, I thought this movie was really uh, completely engrossing. I thought it was like a beautiful looking movie. I thought that the intrigues weren't too complicated and, and too, uh, like you were saying, soapy. I didn't think that it was too soapy. I, I kind of did, Henry. Did you? And here's the yeah. thing I was thinking about a lot. Are, are you familiar with the Bechdel test? Yeah, uh, yeah, but run it by me again. Yes, I've All read right, about so that. All right, so Alison Bechdel, she's graphic novelist, created Fun Home. I read she, that. Yeah, she about this movie. No, I read Fun Home. Oh, okay. Well, I love that. Yeah, she yeah. was the writer and I think artist also of Fun Home. Yes, and uh, she came up with this thing, the Bechdel test, which is a movie has to have a scene of one or mo- or two or more female characters talking to each other without a man present and mm. the conversation can't be about a man if that's great okay okay right. and i think this movie which is weirdly sort of a feminine empowerment film oh it ab- absolutely a- about is. you know called elizabeth uh, it, it's a biopic about a female character i think this movie probably fails the bechdel test yeah i'm sure it does there, That's totally right. Every, but... there, there are no scenes that aren't just consumed by what guy will Elizabeth end up with. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right about that. Um, but I also took into account that the conversations they decided to show between her and her, you know, servants, handmaidens, whatever, would probably – it was believable to me that she wouldn't be – discussing sort of like military or religious strategy. I don't think that she would be discussing anything with them. I think they're shit on her shoe. (laughs) Well, the movie certainly makes them into be much more than that. It makes them into be like her best friend. Yeah, because they cast all these like up and coming young people and made them like a Greek chorus of sorts. Yeah, like like it's kind of bullshit. Uh, I mean, although doesn't Eccleston fuck that one and kill her. She is not. I what don't happens? think one of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Uh, I don't think she's one of uh, Elizabeth's. She's like another type of. She works for somebody else, and he is married. He's screwing her, and then I believe at the end, she turns him in because they're in bed together. Remember? Yeah, but doesn't and she he... get killed? No, she. He. They come to arrest him. 
Jeffrey Rush comes to arrest him and says like, and he's like, by what authority? And he like arrests him and sh they show a shot of her like walking around the bed and he like gives her a look like, did you fucking turn me in? Did you, t did you say something that I, that I plotted this? Yeah, I remember that. Did Maybe I'm thinking She makes out all right. Now. She's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you give this movie, Henry? Uh, I think this is uh, a very, very solid, solid four. Oh, see, I'm between a three and a four, and I think I might, I might go three. Really? Yeah. I, I'm sorry I didn't convince you. I didn't do a great job here. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't, I think you did see... a great job, Henry. Nah, you I always don't... do a great job. Oh, thank you very much. But I, I don't think this is a. To me, I it's it's just it's more than just kind of like a movie you, you're sitting and watching and like, oh, that was good. It's over. There's too many powerful moments. It's it is. There are certain things in here that are staged that are just totally unforgettable. And, and actually, one of the things I remembered about it when I watched it 21 years ago or 22 years ago was that final sequence. That's the Not, only thing I remembered, Henry. Yeah. I mean, I remembered that and. Yeah, I remembered too. nothing else. Yeah, I didn't really either. But but I won't forget it now. And I mean, there's many things. In this <laughs> <laughs> That's great. There's many things. In this movie. I just I thought it was just so perfectly sure handed. And the only I mean, it, it, it wouldn't get a five just because because of the the romances are a little bit is a little too much of that. And it's done in a way that I think could have been a little more subtle. Um which actually might have benefited it had it been made even a little later, you know, like if it was made like in the style of like of the, something like the other Boleyn girl, the girl with the pearl earring or something like that, where they're, they're a little bit more painted and not so. Uh... I mean, this is pretty painted, man. You know what I liked actually is Kapoor uses a lot of wide shots. Yes. It's a lot of super fucking wide shots with a ton of people in the shot. And yeah, uh, you don't see true. that that much. Not not many close ups in this movie. No, it's that is very true. And uh, that's really refreshing. And I also liked he did something that I, I occasionally happens when I watch movies that are period uh, pieces like this, where like I always get upset when it's like I feel like the camera is wasted. And it's like like Tom uh, Hooper fucking does that yeah. all the time with his fucking obsession with fisheye lens close ups and everything. And it's like especially in something like uh, John Adams where we're like, it's like, can I not they look spend at Paul all this nose hair? They, they spend all this money on yes. sets and costumes. Right. And then all we're looking at is is like the top of someone's face. Exactly. And I, I don't I, I didn't see Les Miserables. I never would. I did. But I. But I imagine you don't get to see much of that set decoration, which is probably amazing. Uh, but I imagine yeah. you're staring down Anne Hathaway's epiglottis most of the time. Russell Crowe, yeah. It's a lot of Eddie Redmayne, man. Oh, good Lord, was I not <laughs> expecting to have to run into Eddie Redmayne this week. <laughs> as soon as he came on screen, I thought of this show. Not yeah. just you, but this show. And I was like, thank God Fuck. Eddie Redmayne is making an appearance. Yeah, I know. I was disappointed, too. All There's right. a lot of up-and-comers in these two movies. So the MVP is Kate Blanchett, but if you had to give it to someone else, who would it be? Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush? Yeah. Okay. But it's Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I have it slashed. I have it slashed. It is There's Jeffrey like, Rush. Right, yeah. Richard Attenborough also. It's always nice to see him He's act very and good. stuff. Yeah, yeah I um, agree. Uh, LVP's Joseph Fiennes, right? Yep. Yeah. No. I had no that this movie was pretty easy for me. Yeah. yeah. That was I didn't think there were any other LVPs at all. I thought everybody no, else was. Uh, you know, Christopher Eccleston um is a right. guy who I occasionally love and occasionally fucking hate. And really he was kind of neither in this. I was just like, Oh, he's doing the job. 
I didn't. When do you hate him? Uh, sometimes he, you know, he does a bad American accent, which sometimes bothers me. The leftovers. It's bad in the leftovers, but he's so good in the show that I yeah, can look past is. it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I've seen him in movies where I wasn't that into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think the whole cast is amazing. You know, I think Fanny Ardent, like I said, Vincent Cassell, they all do everything. It knocks it out of the park. So, you know, it's not a perfect movie, but it's an absolute four star. And movie. it's lovely to see like young Kelly McDonald. And, it is. And, and who yeah. was the other one? Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer. Yeah. So it's it's just like they're so great that it's just nice to see them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That Emily Mortimer surprised me because I didn't realize that she already was. Was she not? I mean, was this because for Kelly McDonald, it made like I remember even at the time, like, holy shit, that's a girl from Train Spotting. But Emily Mortimer was nothing too. This was a, this was around the time. Right. I mean, the first time I remember noticing Emily Mortimer was it was like lovely and amazing. And then Scream 3. And that was like, I think, 2000, the year 2000. So this was like okay. right on the cusp. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I thought she's been famous forever, and I guess she wasn't. All right, so Dan is on a three-star. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right, that doesn't bode well for the sequel. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'll I'll, I'll be honest right now. The first one, I was between a three and a four. The second one, I'm between a three and a two. Okay. (laughs) So I I honestly might end up giving both of these movies a three, even though there's one I preferred more than the other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, just before we move on to the next one, what takes this down from a... What takes this down from a four for you? The the first one, the no, no, Elizabeth. No. Yeah, the first Elizabeth. What yeah. what would have made it a four? Just um, a more serious minded approach. I, I I couldn't take the. I mean, Soapy is fine. I like the Crown. I like Downton Abbey and shit. But like, there was something about this movie that was just like. It was presenting itself as being like a serious um, fucking Elizabethan costume drama. But to me, it was not interested in any of the interesting things about the time period or the person Elizabeth. It was only interested in romantic relationships. And I just didn't care. Yeah. The whole thing is like, let's throw all these men at her. And at the end, she chooses England. And that's like the big moment. But... I just it didn't connect with me. That's really interesting. Yeah, I everything you're saying, I I guess the romance to me felt like a side story and not to me. It was to me. It felt like the movie. Yeah. See, it didn't for me. And I guess I'm just fortunate. I maybe also because I was I was very interested in the non romantic points of it about the religion and the monarchy. I was interested in how it was all operating. So I was really focused on that. So to me, it was a very serious. I was interested in that stuff, too. I just didn't feel like that's what the movie was interested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. fair enough. Alrighty okay. then. Okay, is there a superhero? Uh, there must be. Kate Blanchett, oh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. yes, sorry. Let me pull that up here. I got a five count uh, on both these movies. Um, God, I'm like, uh, Mr. Uh, I got recordings over here. I got, uh, here's your superhero count uh, right here. All right. That was terrible. Yep. Quality airtime. That's what we do here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Quality airtime. Uh, you know, talking over finding Kate Blanchett, of course, Hello. was 
That's right. In Thor Ragnarok, Jeffrey Rush. This was good. What's in? He, dude, he was in the amazing 2011 Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. He played Tomar Ray. Tomar Ray. Tomar dash R-E. All right. Probably Green Lantern core person. Yeah, I'm sure he's an alien or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> How do you say his name? I always said it... Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, e- Eccleston. I don't know. All right. He's Doctor e- Who. Is that what you're counting? <laughs> I am counting uh, Malekith and in Thor oh, The Dark right, World. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in G.I. Joe, but I didn't count that. Uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, I Okay, I counted this because it is from a graphic novel. Uh, What's this? I wouldn't. Have, well, I wouldn't have counted it, but I was. I figured I should. You tell me whether mm-hmm. you agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys and aliens. <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not really. I guess it's not really a superhero. But for all I know, that guy did more. He also did plays you see my. Cowboys he, and aliens? No, of course not. He also it's plays. Good. That's good. It's fun. Mm. Yeah. I totally thought it was going to be garbage. What else do you like? John Carter? Favreau. It's Favreau, man. John Carter's actually entertaining. Yeah, you like that one too, huh? (laughs) It's entertaining. Next he's going to be like, Tomorrowland is great too. Uh, I'm changing my entire outlook on Mm. movies. The whole slate is being wiped clean. I have different tastes now. Uh, All right, James. What were you going to say about Daniel Craig? You said he was in something else. Oh, he's my favorite superhero, Benoit Blanc. Oh, and Knives Out, of mm-hmm. course. Nice, nice. James Frain, who was in the Alvaro. Yeah, de you've, la you've seen him in TV shows. Right. I saw the credits. Mm-hmm. My God. I've only seen him in, in some movies, but uh, um, he played Leet Branis in Agent Carter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually remember him in that. Yeah. Really? And do you remember him as, or I think you tuned out by this time, I don't know, Asriel in Gotham? Asriel, really? Yeah. They brought in fucking Asriel on that show? Apparently, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I know. I didn't get how they would even... Well, I don't know how they would have done that, but yeah. Did they fucking... Yeah, there's no Batman. Batman, The whole point of Asriel is to replace Batman. What was it? Some other fucking little kid that just was like, "Uh, I'm king of the playground now, Bruce. (laughs) Breaks the kid's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for our comic book nerd friends. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Oh, great. Okay. Elizabeth the Golden Age. Fantastic. Shekhar Kapoor is back to direct. Um, Michael Hurst is actually back to write, but we also brought in William Nicholson to do a draft. And uh, he's, he's uh, you know, he's a big. Big writer. He's been nominated for some Oscars, Henry. He was oh, he co wrote Gladiator. Oh, all he right. Was, yeah. He wrote First Night with Sean Connery, Henry. He wrote Nell. He wrote he, my, my one of my favorite lines of dialogue of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that. Hard. Hard. Uh, speaking of Hooper, he worked on Les Miserables. He worked mm. on the screenplay for Mandela, Long Walk <laughs> to Freedom. All these movies no one cares about. All Unbroken, right. which was sequelized. We could cover it someday. Unbroken, the Jolie thing? Yeah. 
sequelized? Yeah, there's a sequel to that. It's about a prison camp. What's well, the sequel? Se- it's called Back Un- Home? Unbroken 2 Road to Redemption or something like that. Get out of here. I swear to you. I'm looking it up right now. Unbroken. I even had the title almost right. Path to Redemption. It came out in 2018. It is the sequel. My God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I saw about 15 minutes of the first one. I didn't see the whole thing, nor did I want to. But uh, We will watch it for the podcast. That would be a great one. I'm down. Okay. All right. This movie came out October 12th, 2007, about nine years after the uh, original. Um, what are you laughing at? I'm sorry. You're, you're lying about the, the Nell thing. This really got me. It's a, it's a really good line. <laughs> It's a brilliantly written movie. A budget of $55 million. <laughs> increased budget. Box office of 75.8. Ooh, not great. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, this is a bad year for this movie to come out. And, I mean, that might explain why I didn't see it either. This occurred to me. Honestly, yeah, in another yeah. year. Yep. Eliz- I've seen it. Elizabeth the Golden Age would have made more if if Elizabeth the Golden Age came out in two thousand five or six, it would have made some fucking yeah. waves. I yeah. think it would have done better at the box office. I think it would have been noticed more at awards time. Yeah, they they just happened to come out in this like historically great year, yeah. and they got pushed out by other shit. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it when I saw it, the date of it last week, and then all throughout the you know. Just looking at the movie, and I was just yeah, like, "This My came God. out like the week Zodiac came out." Yeah, I mean, this is a horrible release time for this thing. Oh wait, I no, mean, Zodiac came out really early in the year. I remember March. Yeah, that's why it wasn't eligible yeah. for any fucking Oscars. No, it was eligible. Shit. They just didn't give a fuck. No, I don't. Did it make the cut? Yeah, of course. In time. What are you oh, talking about? It's January wait, to December. The Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, th- all right. I thought there was something about it didn't make. No, it certain... just came out in March, and so like, fucking. Oh, everybody nine months later. It. Yeah. Right. Now that's what I meant. That's what I was thinking of. I remember that at the time. That's what it was. It, it right. was out too long. Nobody yeah. cared. Elizabeth the Golden Age was nominated for two Oscars, Henry. Yeah, we've heard the theme. Okay, right. Kate Blanchett was nominated for Best Actress. And she lost to Marion Cotillard for her portrayal of Edith Piaf in La Vie en Rose. I didn't see La Vie en Rose. Nor did I. Um, wait, did I? I think I did, did actually. I don't maybe remember you did. anything I don't... about it. Yeah, I didn't see it. I mean, uh, it's probably okay. Edith I'm Piaf's sure it's fine. Marion Cotillard's great. Um, yeah. it, and uh, it actually won an Oscar. You'll recall the last one won the Oscar for makeup. This one for costume design. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Um, it was also nominated for a couple of GGs, or just one yeah. GG. Kate Blanchett nominated for Best Actress in a Drama. Of course, Marion Cotillard um, won for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. The funny life she led. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> But uh, Blanchett still lost. She lost uh, Best Actress in a Drama to uh, Julie Christie for um, Away Away from from Her. her. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a great performance. Mm, A little forgettable. (laughs) There's there's aspects of it that uh, are a little short-term loss. Forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. That's a joke about Alzheimer's. It's actually a great movie, and Julie Christie's great. It really is. It's genuinely great. It's fantastic. You know who should have been nominated for that fucking movie, though? The dude who's her husband. 
Yeah. Oh, right. It's kind of a not a famous. Yeah, it's just like a... some random old guy, and he's fucking yeah. great in that movie. Because he's kind of doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, she's I mean, just hanging kind of out, a... not remembering shit. That's yeah, kind of a Cruz Hoffman thing going on there. Like you're right, like... absolutely right. Yeah, where like Hoffman got all the thing accolades, but Cruz was really doing a lot of the acting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Denzel, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia situation. There you go. Yeah, any anytime there's anyone with some kind of disability, I'm always mm-hmm. on the other guy's uh, team for getting the the awards. Me too. The subtle one. The subtle I, one. I pick the subtle one. I go for the subtle one. Um. Anyway, uh, BAFTAs. Blanchett uh, lost Best Actress to Marion Cotillard. Jeez. And uh, it lost pro- Best Production Design to Atonement. And it was nominated for Best Costumes, which it lost to La Vie en Rose. And it was nominated for Best Makeup and Hair, one word, which it lost to La Vie en Rose. Boy, La Vie en Rose, that really was a big fucking deal that yeah, year. Yeah, tore I, up that year. Remember I we sold a lot care. of that soundtrack at Barnes yeah. & Noble. I remember we played a lot of that soundtrack. I didn't mind it, though. I didn't either. There was worse shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Edith Piaf over the fucking yeah, 50s I'll take over a fucking Puta Mayo soundtrack. Let's put on uh, Buena Vista Social Club one more time. That's exactly what it was, too. Was that thing? Oh, my God. You guys don't know. To those listeners around the world who do work in record stores or, or well, they don't exist anymore, but who did work in record stores, you guys can sympathize with us. I'm sure you guys have to listen to. Especially imagine- chain record stores. Oh, man. Yeah, the chain record stores, right? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, people in other music are listening to the fucking replacements. And we're, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're listening to the new John Mayer or whatever. Um, they're a band called um the Green Day, kind of like the Sticky Fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Stiff Little Fingers. Yeah. Stiff Little Fingers, Sticky Fingers. That's a Rolling Stones album. Yeah. Sorry. All right, so this takes yeah. place like uh, thirty years later. It's fifteen eighty five. Is that when it, I, you know, I couldn't figure that out because I didn't, I didn't. I could, I could tell because the first shot of the movie listed exactly what year it was. It did, but I didn't remember (laughs) what year the first one took place. Oh, well, I had it written down. And then 30 years, that's hard to believe. I mean, I figured it was that far. She's playing a much older. She did not age at all. No, she did. Stop it. Stop it. You're being very nice to Kate. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm honestly not trying to be. I swear to God. I was like, oh, I swear in my head I was like, oh, I guess maybe 15 years have passed. Now, she looks like a young ingenue in that first one, and she looks like a weathered, uh, beaten Really? Down. You thought so? I mean, she's still I, beautiful, I, but like— No, no, I know. I know you're not knocking her, Yeah. Uh, and I don't even—and I'm, I'm actually not trying to praise her. I'm just—I did not notice, like, 30 years, like— yeah, you're right. It's like 1550s in the first one, yeah, right? Yeah, 1554. Okay, all right. See, I painted a It's exactly now. 31 years later. Damn. All right. Okay, yeah. I mean, nine <sighs> years have passed in production. So all right, set it up for much. me, man. This movie's fucking ridiculous because it doesn't have a through line whatsoever 
Um, it, it has two plot lines, basically. One, I think, it, yeah. One Go where ahead. she's super into fucking Clive Owen, and yeah. he's uh, an adventurer. He's a pirate king, and um, and they, uh, but he's more into her like footman <laughs> and their secretary. <laughs> Her, her foot woman. What's her name? It's one of those British people. Uh, Imogen Poots. <laughs> no, Abby Cornish. Okay. Imogen Poots. One of those. One of those blonde Brit Aussies yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, first of all, I think Clive Owen's great in this. I, 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 I did too. He's, ha- he's having the time of his life. Yeah. Too. I, I'm glad to hear you say it because I know you're not. You, know, you don't probably have a feeling either way about him. I but, like Clive Owen but, a lot. I just think sometimes he's in movies I'm not into where he plays it one particular note. Like, I'm going oh, yes. to be the low key, confident. Yeah quiet talking suave guy Very and much i so. am not into that clive I, owen. I agree but the clive and, owen of like closer fucking rules yeah and the nick which you still haven't watched but uh yeah what know, else he, though what was like clive's breakthrough role croupier. other than those bmw ads <laughs> croupier which was the first I didn't thing see i that, saw him in. i saw that in the theater what's uh, the first yeah, thing i saw him in I don't know. I mean, Croupier was where I was like, who's this cool dude? And then he didn't really resurface for a couple of years. Um, oh, there was in... Gosford Park. He was you in see, I never that. Saw but yeah, he was just sort of around. Yeah. And, and then yeah. he had his big run in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Right. Like I liked him in um, in Inside Man. Oh, he's great in that. Yeah, but then there's stuff. But then there's stuff like Duplicity and Children of Men and Derailed and King Arthur, where I'm like, get out of here. I love that you just named three shit movies and included Children of Men as though it was. I mean, I did that on purpose. That's fucking great. But I mean, the performance he's giving in Children of Men is actually similar. He's not really emoting a lot in Children of Men. No, but he's a that's a great character. I mean, he's a very he's like an alcoholic, like complete mess who wants nothing to do with government. I'm not going to get into it. He's fucking great in that movie. I don't know. But you're right in this movie he's perfect as sir walter raleigh you know the famous explorer yeah it was like they were, they were like listen you're going to have a pirate ship and a fun <laughs> mustache and clive owen was like um and that's it and then i uh, <laughs> sounds good oh and we're gonna bathe you in light that makes you look like the most handsome man in the world and give you a fake tan and you get to which sleep doesn't with, like, make two sense. different women and you yeah. get to sleep with two women yeah yeah you get to sleep with well, abby cornish and tan. kate blanchett he you think he's got a tan because he's out on the seas? I assume, but I actually just thought of that now. I didn't think of it before. before and he's, I was and like he's you, not on the seas most of the movie. Like, Blanchard's keeping him hostage in England. Yeah. No, it's true. He's not on the seas at all. He comes back and then he stays. Um, yeah. But he's great. He's just got the charm. He's, he's awesome. Uh, I think it's another thing is that you, and about him you don't see him do, which is why he's so good in this movie. He never fucking smiles in any movie he's ever in. And in this movie, he's like... He's he's smiling. He's and having like, a oh. real nice time. That's what yeah. duplicity was missing. That movie should have been fun. I why why weren't people smiling? Because they were in duplicity. Yeah, I know it's a bummer. <laughs> I, I remember making fun of that movie like months before it came out. I mean, and I was surprised because you were like Tony Gilroy fan number one at the time. Didn't matter, man. I can tell a turd when it's coming. <laughs> You know, come on. Someone's going to defend that movie in the comments. Um, I don't know where the comments are anymore. But we'll never know. Yeah. yeah. 
Henry, um, and the other big storyline in this movie is obviously evil Spain is doing some really evil things behind the scenes. We're going to cut to them every so often. We're going to bathe them in blue light. They're going to be talking like they're fucking Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yes. And (laughs) they're See, and uh, all right. So who? And then there's uh, Mary Queen of Scots, who's also evil, Samantha Morton. Which this movie made me want to see uh, Mary Queen of Scots from. It a made years me ago. too because I was like, is she a villain in that movie? Well, I wanted to. I want to see it, and I couldn't. It's of course it was free forever, and I didn't watch who's, who's it. Who's in and, that again? And now it's not. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, 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 and um, uh, Ma- uh, fucking. Uh, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, Robbie. And I think I think Margot Robbie plays Queen Elizabeth, and Sersha plays Ma- Queen Mary. So that'd be very. I'd really like to see that now. But um, yeah, this is a very clear cut. Uh, it's kind of it's it's, but that's one of the reasons I kind of liked it is because it's so ridiculously unabashed. It's, it's dumb. like it's one of the first movies I've seen. Think about this before you answer. Where, and I'm not, uh, no offense to our, I know we have a very wide British audience. I don't know how big, if it's beyond three people, but it could be three million. You um, just defended their entire way of life, so no worries about what you say that, next. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. You know, they At this point, they've turned it off, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, like Elvis um, King won. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably have to get to that at some point. Yeah. Um, um, do you ever, this is a question for you, do you, think about it, because I couldn't. Do you ever see a movie where the Brits are actually depicted as the good guys? Of course, British movies. Okay, yeah, right, you're right. Besides that, no. they're always <laughs> bad. And, you know, the fact is, is because them, Spain, and France all were three of the worst colonial—they colonial, were the three worst colonial uh, I love Clive in Owen. History of the world, but... Clive Owen in this movie when he's like, "I named a, st- a territory after you, Virginia, after the fact that your pussy has never felt cock." <laughs> even though it has. And Kate Blanchett is like, even she's like, "That's sort of weird, but yeah. okay." <laughs> and then she even makes a joke. She says, yeah. "Like, what will you call it when I'm married?" Uh, what is? She, what's her fucking? She makes a funny joke too. Yeah. 16th century humor it works um but yeah no no no. but you usually the brits are always like the evil ones and in this one it's kind of i kind of liked their it's because it's so jingoistic like and as an american we're literally i'm our... henry i was watching this at work and and to this couple who lives in the building from spain walks in while i'm watching this movie and i, I felt bad Look, I I thought of it more. I actually, this is honest. I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I got the impression more that the villains were the Catholics, not that they were Spanish. That's what they were doing. But I yeah, mean, yeah. It, no, I know they're in all practice. Dark and yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, of course. But in the first movie, offset that because I remembered in the first movie how all of those Catholics were all white. So it kind of just I still thought of it as a Catholic thing. But I just thought it was kind of funny. That all the Brit the British I mean the Brits must fucking love this depiction of them because they are just the the knights in shining armor quite literally. Well, they do. Uh, the first one yeah. won best British film at the Baftas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, by the way, I, I was a nice uh, move there. I like that. Dan was uh, trying to hypnotize me. No, uh, no, I was turning it into a lightsaber light. again. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say move, move turning his mic into a lightsaber. I don't know. Does mine? I mean, I can do. The, it, it has work? a blue light. 
and sometimes it reflects to make it look like we're holding a lightsaber. Yours isn't really doing it right now. <laughs> God. If you strike me down, I will only become stronger, Darth. I'll try flipping. That's a neat trick. Remember when we did Star Wars? You did was it? You did a really good Obi Wan Kenobi, or I did. One of us did a really remember. good Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, I think I do an Obi Wan. What does he say? She, <laughs> she doesn't, but we're meant to think that she does. <laughs> it was kind of like a McCartney or some shit. Yeah, it's a lot like that, like McCartney. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, I I liked it. I mean, I, I thought this movie. I didn't go in with that many expectations. I'd never seen it. You never saw it. Wait, wait. Of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Of course I know him. He's, He's me. me. <laughs> okay. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. We're talking Redman. about, we're talking we about into, British movies. Can we get into Redmayne? Nah. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. I was going to talk about the fucking truly. I'm sorry. I mean, you might not have liked this movie that much. I don't think you hated it, but some of the fucking visuals in this movie were astonishing. Yo, it was it, a cool boat fight at the end, man. That last 45 <laughs> minutes. It's it's the final 45 minutes of an Armada fight. But the problem like with the fight, the problem with unreal. the final, but it, it's not the end of this movie. It's like not what it's setting up at all. Like this whole movie is like Clive Owen. Will he? Will they or won't they? And then the last 45 minutes is just boat fight. You're really this is so interesting. You we are so divergent on what we were. I don't know. Paying attention to this again with this movie. I feel like, first of all, I think the romance is better handled in this movie. Definitely, but I mean... But but I still think the movie gave equal time to this invasion. I mean, they this was their protecting their entire country. If they succeeded, it's no over. There's through line, man. What through line? It's, it's I never simple. knew like, what the important things in this movie were. It was just like, this was a this is the golden age. During the golden age, there were boat fights. At one point, there was a horse swimming. And that was awesome. <laughs> it was. That's why I brought it up. And Clive Owen uh, fucked Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not. You're right. I mean, these both these movies do not do one thing, which I don't think they want to. Clearly, they do not show you like other movies, like even like Braveheart or a lot of other movies like that take place back in olden days. They don't show you really what life is like in any other stratosphere. Oh, no, 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 no. We never set foot outside of the fucking castle. Correct. And and that may be a flaw, but I, I still thought I was really into this movie. Like, really. I thought this movie was really good. But please bring in Eddie Redmayne. Well, I mean, I don't even remember. How, do, how does he involve himself? <laughs> he's, a, he's the assassin. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Eddie Redmayne ex- playing a villain is so bad, dude. He he reminded me of his. He's always crying. He reminded yeah, yeah. he reminded me of his role in Jupiter Ascending in this. I didn't see that. Oh my god, he's so ridiculous. He's got such a baby head, and he comes in and he cries. And the best part of the whole movie, Henry, is when he just he's, he yells at Kate Blanchett. He goes, "Yes, Ho! yeah." <laughs> Yeah, the fucking virgin queen. She's such a fucking slut. She had sex once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he yells that, and then they do something very strange, and I I don't know 
why they I, I wanted to look this up. There was an assassination attempt on her. It was by this character, but they the, assa- never... the assassination of Queen Elizabeth by the coward Eddie Redmayne. That's exactly right. <laughs> Andrew Dominic, where are you? Get on that. Mm-hmm. They say the gun wasn't loaded. Um, and that wait, do they explain that? There, there is a very the Spanish king is very. Machiavellian here. He's trying to get his little daughter Isabella to become the queen. Not, but it. He and wants. We know everyone... that pans out, man. Right. Well, he wants. Right. Right. He he wants to to look like he wants the Mary, the Queen of Scots, to become queen. So that is probably why the gun isn't loaded. But it's a little bit convoluted. Um, like it. You find out that he orchestrated this whole thing in order to have it look like Scottish Mary is. It, tried the assassination bless you and and then fails so she gets beheaded she gets beheaded and then he thinks his army is going to take over and that's how isabella will come to power that's what his whole motivation is he wants his daughter who by the way i read at the time of all these events was actually 21 not like eight Mm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to call bullshit on on uh, another thing yes queen elizabeth Right before the big boat battle, Henry, prancing around on horseback, wearing armor, trying to pump up the troops with a motivational speech. I really need to know if that actually happened. That never fucking happened. She never stepped foot off her fucking throne. I really want to know. I, I, of course, I want to get that out of here. They're they're bravehearting it up there. You know, oh, it's my funny. God. You know how many mo- don't you know? I feel like the many- horse was going a little wild in that scene, too. It was prancing everywhere. Maybe she doesn't know how to ride a horse, Kate. I don't know. <laughs> she probably does. I feel like they made it maybe had to cut around that horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she if she's friends with Billy Bob Thornton, he could teach her. He has all the pretty horses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's also a box master. What the fuck is that? That's the name of his weird, like, polka band or whatever. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, Gamby. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You ever notice a lot of these movies, and they never do it successfully. Um, I even saw, I I rated it highly uh, on Letterboxd. It's a really great Netflix movie, The King, about Henry V. I I know, you love Netflix movies. But they (laughs) try... That movie got a lot of accolades, by the way, by me. Well, that um, movie's like a real movie, isn't it? It's directed by oh, someone yes. who's like an actual director. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember who. Uh, actually, it is. It's somebody It's somebody uh, of note. But anyway. It's the Animal they, Kingdom guy. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. They, they go a lot for those sequences ever since Braveheart came up where soldiers are lined up and the general strides past and tries to give this speech and they never Here's what work. we're going to do. It yeah. never <laughs> works because Braveheart did it in such a manner that was so unforgettable that that's all you're thinking. You're like, "Oh, it's it's just like that scene in Braveheart." It's like no one It actually didn't even it. make me think of Braveheart, although really? although you're right, it's identical to Braveheart. But, you but didn't like think of it that. to me it felt like a, in a sports movie when like the old coach has yeah. to like it's halftime we're down it's it's yeah. th- this was Al Pacino in any given Sunday I can't hey. do it for you I'm too old <laughs> You think YA Tittle was was reliant upon his coach 
Is that what you think? Yeah, I think maybe Billy Bob coached her on this after Friday Night Lights. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, I, yeah anyway, I, I think what we've really discovered in this podcast is the strong personal connection between Kate Blanchett and Billy Bob Thornton that we've invented. Who, I, I, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I hope it comes to fruition. Um, I, I did. It does remind me if they do end up together, though. Um, is Kate Blanchett married? I believe she's married to like some sort of millionaire or something. One of those, Is that like right? Salma Hayek. Yeah, like you know how Salma Hayek did. Yeah, know. you know, like Salma did... Hayek has like another last name. Yeah, though. it's so stupid. I, I I could be wrong about Kate. Look it up. I'm curious though. Let's see. She she should be with like, uh, you know, uh... since 1997, Henry. She's been Whoa. married to Andrew Upton, who does work in the film industry. Okay. Um, he is a producer, but lately mostly of things Kate Blanchett is in. So, what, what did they meet on? Was it Oscar and Lucinda? Yeah, so, maybe, maybe. Well, that's kind of nice. I kind of. It's nice to hear that she's been with the same guy for twenty three years. Jesus, you like that? You know. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> rare in that town. It's pretty rare, unless you're <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, I guess you're right, Goldie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Henry. Um, uh, what, anything else you want to talk about in this movie? Um, I think that that last 45 minutes are really amazing. I think the romance works. I think Abby Cornish is very, very good. I don't. I, in, really? I thought she was really good, and I, I didn't expect to. It's an undercooked and performance. She's playing the young... Undercooked performance. Yeah, young mm. ingenue, like, doesn't quite know where she stands. I, I, I mean, it, it's it was one note to me. But she seemed genuinely sad that she had sort of you know quote unquote betrayed her I know, friend i know didn't care um I, yeah. I i she wasn't bad like i'm not gonna sit here and and say like lvp fuck her she's just like a generic blonde lady like she it's definitely a performance yeah i just wasn't I'm, particularly impressed by it okay mm. i mean but i um and i just i really thought that the final 45 minutes were absolutely yeah i know i know you did I'm going to say it again and again and again. <laughs> because there's just so many amazing shots. And do you remember the shot where she comes out onto the cliff in mm. that white dress? It's, and not it's, like, as, it's not as good as the horse swimming. Well, that's amazing, too. But yeah. <laughs> that whole thing, though, with, with like them setting ship uh, the fire to the ship and Clive Owen like waiting before it crashes, it's so ridiculous. It was cool. No, it, it reminded so me of fucking cool. Master and Commander, the far yeah. side of the world. It was pretty fun. But, I mean, like, he dives off. It's like I didn't see that shit coming in a movie like this. I was just like, where is this coming from? And then, you know, the, this, it's, it's very... Yeah, it's yeah. fun watching warfare from this era because it's so primitive and it's yes. so fucked up. And it's, yes. like, basically, like, it, the people who are going to lose this war are all going to, like, drown to death in the yep. ocean. And that's yeah. miserable. So, yeah. I, yeah, I do like that element of it. And it even occurred to me, like, how miserable it was. And I, then I remembered, like, I was like, this is, like, two hundred years yeah. before the Revolutionary War. I know. You know, you, you know, you, you didn't talk me up to a four in, in the first one, but you talked me to a three in this one. I'm going to oh, give I'm both glad. of them a three. And uh, but I am going to say I think the first one's a little better. I think you're right, but the freshness of the second one is making it a little hard for me. I had, I guess that I also had such low expectations, but if I had to rank them, I, I would go one and then two. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's not it's not I don't like I feel like the first one was 
so well regarded and the second one so ignored and yeah. and I don't think that should have been the case. I think if anything the first one was probably overrated at the time and the second one was underrated. Yeah, I think that's that's probably fair. Uh, I am also giving this movie a 4 star rating. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Great. it's a solid solid 4. Who's Again, your MVP? My MVP uh, is Clive Owen. Clive the Jive. I'm going with him, too. And my LVP, of course, baby-headed red man. I didn't have one because I forgot about him, and now, thanks to you, I do. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. I mean, I just... I'm not a fan. He he He's pretty minor in this movie, but they he do sucks. give... He the role of the assassin to him. Fuck this kid. Like... Dumb Eddie Redmayne. I've never liked him in anything. In a single solitary moment of a performance, I've never liked this guy. I don't hate him that much. But uh, but you know what? I can understand why you feel that way. It's not somebody where I'm, like, perplexed. I get, I get it. He's it, very cloying. He's very cloying. I just – I watch it. I'm like, what do people – you know, it's funny. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he's so punchable. Like, I want to punch he's the fuck out punchable. of him. He's very punchable. And, like, that makes me sound violent. But, like, think of a guy like Timothy Chalamet, who I think, like, as a person, if I met him, I might want to punch him. But he's such a good actor that, yeah. like, the performances he gives, he creates characters that I don't want to punch. And I think that – is the mastery of someone like him. Excellent. Yeah, excellent point. And he's he's in the he's the king in the king. Chalamet? Yeah, he's Henry V. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, still not gonna watch it. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right about Redmayne though. He, he you 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 feel like you want to do some uh uh practice on him, some 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 bag practice there. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Um uh superhero count? Yes. Eddie uh, Redmayne, Jupiter Ascending. I, I mean, sure. Uh, I have a five again, another five. And here it goes. We have Clive Owen, of course, was Dwight McCarthy in Sin City. She sure was. Uh, this guy was great in the movie. Uh, he's uh, the main villain, uh, Jordi Mola. He's the king. Uh, the Spanish guy. Yeah, King Philip II of Spain. He was in a deleted scene, but I counted it anyway. He's Castillo in Ant-Man. Don't take that guy out. He's good. He's cool. I'm all right. Who's next? Reese Evans, who we didn't talk about at all. Reese. Dude, you know him a thousand fucking times. You know this guy. Rise Evans, the Welsh actor. Oh, Reese Evans, that guy. Yeah, you know, who did he play? Because I saw him in the credits and I I didn't know who he was in the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, his name's Robert Reston in the movie, but he's the guy who just wants to like he goes to prison. They get him for the assassination attempt. He's the guy behind bars who says, I did what God wanted me to do. I didn't recognize him. I'm used to him being like young and weird and stuff. He's always given like twitchy performances. I feel like I'm not used to seeing him in a period piece. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he was Um, the lizard in The Amazing Spider-Man, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well done. Tom Hollander, speaking of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's Spider-Man. No. Tom Hollander's in this. We didn't talk about him either. He's the guy who condemned... Yes, you do. He's in fucking In the Loop. He's the main guy in In the Loop. He's the main guy in... He's he's hilarious. You mean Peter Capaldi? All right, all right. No, Tom Hollander's the uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Peter Capaldi's like the spin guy in that movie, right? But Tom Hollander—he's the guy you remember. No, no, no. There's a lot of people in that movie you remember. (laughs) 
Anyway, he's the guy. Uh, you've seen him. Look him up right now. You, I'm gonna kill you. Oh, Look God. him up. When you see his face, you're gonna be like, "Oh, okay." All right. All right. Tom Hollander. Tom Hollander. Just add an ER. Holland to days. Right. Um, I'm looking for him. Not seeing him here. Here he is. All right. He looks like a man. He's mm-hmm. white. Yes. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of remember him from uh, that. Uh, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Valkyrie in the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course, I didn't see any he's of He's one of these actors I've seen in like a thousand things and just never right. took note of him because he's All right. just fine. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Um, anyway, uh, he was – this is funny. He's the voice of Alfred Pennyworth <laughs> in Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Yeah, sure. And I got one more for you. Kelly Hunter is a British actress who played the wife of Jeffrey Rush. You can see her at the very end of this movie when he dies, which is also, by the way, a great sequence. His death, Jeffrey Rush. It's all right because you care about the character, but in in practice it's just okay, I thought. (laughs) Anyway, uh, his wife uh, uh, played... um, uh, sorry, I lost. Oh, Argon. Oh, this is great. She was in something we've covered. She's an Argonian citizen in the 1984 movie Supergirl. Oh, oh, so she's from the planet. Yeah, maybe yeah. she had is a scene with Peter O'Toole. Well, she would have been like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing right now. So she was mm-hmm. maybe one maybe of. She uh, had a su- couple scenes with Peter O'Toole. <laughs> My dear, this be. <laughs> Come into my, my thy trailer. Let me show you about acting. Would you like to see my <laughs> O-Tool? <laughs> Don't leave. My dear, it's a movie called Supergirl. What else are we going to do in between takes? Am I right? Run lines. All right. Run lines. Uh- <laughs> Slow gin fizz. All right, Henry. Uh, what a great time this was. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. We talked it through. We did. It was fun. It was nice to watch some films okay. on the show. Yeah. In the um, meantime, yeah, I'm not going to talk about Twitter. I'm I'm done with Twitter. Maybe forever. Okay, that's a big announcement for our fans. But you can email us. You can email you me. Can, anytime you can. You want. I've been checking the email, thefranchisepod at gmail dot com, and you can email Henry at henryfranchise@outlook.com. And now, where Instagram is still a thing that exists. And um, I and we're both on Letterboxd. I'm at Daniel yeah. Ehrenberg, and Henry is uh, Hank Beast. That is his X Men fan account. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> I'll never stop saying it, and I'm That's sorry. That's quite all right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. Okay. I, I I fucked up. That was my fault. <laughs> you did. You did. It was a, it was I love that a... you can change it anytime you want to, and you just don't. No, I don't. Because you know I... I'll judge you. Well, I just I because I, I still like the name and it was my uh, it was my original, uh, you know, Avatarian uh, go to. So still can't get an avatar on there myself. Leave a five star rating or review on iTunes for fuck's sake. I'll tell you, we really need it because our stalwart five star guy fucking turned on us real bad. Elvis King one. Now, I'm going to say this once. If Elvis is listening on the off chance that we're going to bring him up. I do want to apologize if if you were offended by anything we said. Of course, we appreciate everything that motherfucker has done for us for years. He's been a very supportive listener of the franchise. That said, come on. 
I mean, the thing is, Elvis came... He was mad because we, we made fun of Elvis in the last Right, episode. I mean, we weren't making fun of you, brother. We were making fun of the king. And, it was you know, loopy. It, we were at the end of five weeks of Children of the Corn. We were yeah. just fucking messing around, dude. I don't know anything about you. All I know is you're a, a listener of the show, which I like. <laughs> so I like you. Yeah, yeah, and you've always been there, and uh, you know we make fun of everybody. You know that. You yeah. know that. So if I mean, you're if you're done, if you're not listening to this, or if you're this is the last episode you ever hear, I I'm terribly sorry, uh, but fuck it, man. Kind of like, what we're we do just here. Doing it's the show. What we do. We're doing yeah, the show kinda, that we do. It's kind of what we do, and uh, that's that's you're right. You said it right. That's it. I mean, basically. All right, son. Um, you want to set up next week? <sighs> Sure. Uh, next week. Oh, by patreon.com slash the franchise. We can always use more patrons, and we're doing some fun shit on there. We had Nathaniel Saffron on last week. That's a really good show. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've got an award bros coming up. We do. We and, do. We do. Uh, and stay tuned. Uh, Jumanji. We still have not covered that sequel, and that's going to happen soon. Yeah, we're going to hit that this month. And we uh, might do a Zoom meetup. Uh, I need to get on that. Sorry. It'll happen. It'll, it'll happen. happen. It'll happen. It's not, it's not a, a, mm-hmm. a rushed, a rushed I'll, thing. I'll have Shut Up Tim uh, invite people on Twitter because uh, <laughs> You're I'm done. not on there anymore. Um, yes, I will. Before we set up next week, I just want to say if you, uh, I appeared on a show. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, I should plug that. Uh, it's going to air Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Tuesday and Two Thursday. Two different with, episodes, both with Henry on them. On the real rundown. Uh, that's a, a, a great show by one of our uh, R- listeners. R- sorry, R E E L. Make that yes, clear. Like the a real film reel. rundown. The real rundown, not the website. The real rundown. <laughs> R E E L. The real rundown. Um, they're on. This iTunes is also not a documentary about what was really going on behind the scenes of the Peter Berg film, The Rundown. Right, that's not what this was. That'd be great if it was, though. I if would they watch asked, it. If they asked me, and it. they asked me to go on the podcast they based on that documentary. Oh man, yeah, that's good stuff. But yeah, I went on there and we uh, discussed Capone, uh, which was very entertaining with uh, with Price and Austin, and then um, we did uh, a show on the top ten gangster films of all time. So you should definitely check out that if you'd like to listen to me blab more and more and more. Um, I believe Daniel's going to be on that show uh, at a later period. I as will well. in June. I'm going to be appearing on that show with the great Price Ash and his pal. Yeah, awesome. Do you cool. know that guy's name? Yeah, I said it. It was uh, Austin. Right, right, right. His friend Austin. Yes. Um, so listen for that, folks. Tuesday is, uh, and uh, Thursday, you can listen to that. The Real Rundown with uh, Hank Beast over here. And <laughs> next week, next week, uh, we got somebody. Yeah, we're visiting, now, you, you and, revis- we're visiting and revisiting some horror luminaries next week. Um, we have a patron by the name of Michael Hartley, and he has he's a new, new patron. Okay. This is his first time suggesting oh, a franchise. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he joined in April. And uh, he has chosen Wes Craven Presents, <laughs> as it was uh, advertised at the time, sure. Wishmaster, which is not written or directed by Wes Craven, just produced. <laughs> um, uh, so that is uh, Wishmaster next week by Robert Kurtzman, as well as the uh, follow-up Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies, by a fellow named Jack Shoulder. So we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of folks in that movie. Uh, Robert Englund's back and better than ever. And, That's great. Uh, That's uh, great. Yeah, yeah. 
It's it's it, the the first Wishmaster is actually really fun because almost every cast member of the movie is like from a previous horror thing. Now you've seen the first one. I've seen the first one and none of the sequels. I've seen none of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, if you're our listeners there, I know we know you like to uh, sometimes watch them with us. Uh, Wishmaster is on HBO, and the other three are all on Tubi. So you don't have <laughs> I to didn't pay know for that. those. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I do my research because when I get it, something like this. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's only four of those folks. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the next two weeks, weeks, you'll be loving some Wishmaster coverage, courtesy of Michael Hartley. Anything else you want to talk about, Henry? No, I think we're good. I just want to thank everybody as usual for tuning in. We love all of you guys, and thank you to ever to wherever you are in the world listening to us. It means a lot to us, and you must be cool if you think we're cool. Until next week, I will say, in the voice of the age of the Enlightenment Reformation, uh, happy trails! Whore!